Welcome to April's on Memorial Stadium here on a beautiful late, late summer afternoon here in the Maple City, Monmouth, Illinois. It's the Monmouth College Fighting Scots taking on their probably second closest rival, the Jacksonville, the uh, Illinois College Blue Boys from Jacksonville, Illinois. I'm Sean Temple alongside Brent Dugan. How you doing, Dugan? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, man. Uh, this is uh, kind of kind of a rivalry game. I think IC probably thinks it's more of a rivalry than we do since we have Knox right next door. But this is kind of, I see kind of kind of guns to the scouts here. Yeah, and I think just because of maybe competitiveness, it brings out a little bit more of a rivalry um, for Mom's College and IC just because of how they have played each other in the past. And obviously, Mom's College has done a great deal of damage in this in this conference for years, recent years. Um, but IC is always one of those teams you mark on your calendar, like, don't overlook them. And, and this year is, is the same, same result. Uh, Mitchby Bay went and did a game at Jacksonville. It's been probably three or four years from now, maybe five years ago by now with COVID. Everything seemed like it's 10 years later. I know. <laughs> and as we were walking up with our equipment, the, the the Blue Boys were just going absolutely nuts on the field, just loud and ready to go. And I told Mitch, I was like, boy, we have kind of walked into a, a storm here. Yeah, it's, it's, I you know, and, and when a team beats up on you, you know, it kind of gets, gets the best half of you. Especially uh, locally. Yes. Yeah. Every year, it just it tends to be one of those. You just kind of get amped up for it a little bit better or a little bit more. And we talked about it in the recent broadcast. Mama Kelly's got the target on the back, and gladly they want it. You know, Coach Vaughn wouldn't want it any differently. But when you have that target on your back, everybody's going to be shooting for you. Kellogg Printing pregame show. Kellogg Printing Company Incorporated on the public square in Mama since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. Today's game powered by the Greater Warren County United Way. Join them for the Hispanic Heritage Festival later today in downtown Lamas from 5 to 10. Enjoy food vendors, entertainment, and much, much more. There's going to be a fiesta, baby. The Greater Warren County United Way is now open on the public square in downtown Lamas. I'm Sean Temple alongside Brent Dugan. We're broadcasting from the Big Boys Furniture Broadcast booth. Scott's coming in at 1-1 one and one on the season, bouncing back from an opening week loss to Wartburg, 34-7, with a 48-0 win over the Grinnell Pioneers. And they... Uh, of course, it rained that day. It got a little rain this morning. What's a game day with Scotts without a little rain, right? Yeah, right. And I was up to the store today, and that it was raining earlier. And I'm like, all right, we're going to go through this again. As long as there's no lightning, three-hour delay, Sean, I'll be okay, however the weather is. But it looks like it's um, going to be a nice afternoon for us. Starting, the crowd's starting to funnel in, and it's going to be a good afternoon for, for some football. Parents weekend. Cars all over campus today. There is. And I'm surprised that maybe the – the stands aren't a little more full, but you know how that goes. That the uh, oh, the tailgate, the tailgate. tailgate. Yeah, I was getting ready to say <laughs> the tailgate sometimes lingers a little longer, but uh, we got a little bit of time before opening kickoff. And like I said, it's starting to filter in. The Blue Boys at one and one themselves. They got an opening uh, opening week win at Lakeland University in Plymouth, Wisconsin, and then followed that up with a loss to the University of Chicago, forty to fourteen last week. No shame there. Chicago uh, has been. Uh, pretty much a, uh, a competitor in this conference since they joined a couple years ago. Yeah, and you and I kind of were watching the scores last week when we were doing the Grinnell game, and it was an okay game for the yeah. first half, and and there are no moral victories. I know the IC coach would never tell, say, say yeah, there was a moral victory there by any means, but, you know, it's, it's again, I'm sure they had a target. You know, you got to get through University of Chicago, and, and then right after that, Monmouth College, and that's no easy route. It's sort of, you know, Thank you, Midwest Conference, yeah. for uh, helping the Blue Boys out with a nice start to the season with those two competitors. But, you know, this, this is an IC. might be a little more desperation than normal because they lost that first game in the conference. Oh, that's a great point. Look, they got murderers row here, University of Chicago. Then they're at Monmouth today. 
at home versus Ripon, which is the number four preseason team, and then at Lake Forest South. That's a four-game uh, stretch. You and didn't Ripon beat St. Norbert first week? I yes. must say. Yes. You and I were looking at that score kind of and surprised, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, you're right. Murder's Row. I forgot about those <laughs> those terminologies of Murder Row, but yeah, that's uh, that's something that I see as they weren't blessed with a easy schedule, cupcake schedule. That's for sure. Riley Federer missed last week's game at Grinnell, had a family obligation. I believe there was a, a wedding in, in his family, so he missed the game last week. Carter Boyer stepped in and did a fantastic job. But talking to SID Nathan Bleed this morning, Carter might have a little bit of a banged-up shoulder, so he may not play today. We're right back to Riley Federer, and I've seen Riley warming up today. Wow. It, yeah. One thing or another. It is a luxury, though, to have yes. two quarterbacks that you can kind of depend on and have um, definitely um, build the shoes as a starting quarterback role. Not only that, but they can lead the huddle, and everybody has faith in what they can do. Um, we kind of talked about last week, Carter's a little bit more of a pocket passer. Riley feels a little more comfortable out on the run and, and distributing the ball that way. Passing game was really good last uh, week in, in some terrible rainy conditions. Running game still kind of kind of get going. Uh, the aforementioned Carter Boyer had a 61-yard touchdown run himself. Other than that, didn't get a whole lot of the, out of the running game. That's, that's got to get going today. No, and you're surely said that was the key of the game last week, and it just didn't happen. Of course, we were throwing really, really well last week. Uh, Thornton had 205 yards of receiving yards, and, and his dad's birthday. I forgot his dad's birthday was last Saturday. No well, kidding. Well, good for him. You know, the old man said, hey, go on, give me 100 yards and a touchdown. And <laughs> he doubled that right. up. You know, he got three, three touchdowns in 205. <laughs> so happy birthday, Dad, right? Yeah. But uh, what a great job um, um, Nate Thornton did as well on his routes and how he was running them. But Carter was throwing the ball really well, really well in the first half. Second half, I think it was more of a we're a little more conservative offense just to get through the game with the rain forecast that was going on. Going to need a little bit of everything today. I see uh, we'll surely bring it. I got a chance to talk to head coach of the Monmouth College Fighting Scots, Chad Braun, on our pregame coach's interview. We'll come back in 30 seconds with my interview with Mr. Braun early, early in the week on the morning show. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Fighting Scots football, AM 1330, FM 94.1, WREM, and Radio Welcome back to the Kellogg Printing Pregame Show here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WREM, and Radio It's time for the pregame coach's interview, sponsored by Monmouth Farm and Home Realty. If you're ready to buy or sell your home, Call them at 734-6600 or check them out online at MonmouthFarmAndHomeRealty.com. Joining me on the pregame show, as always, Fighty Scott head coach, Chad Braun. Coach, how you doing? Doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me on. Back from another rainy football game on Saturday in Grinnell. Uh, it just it poured there for a while, and I think it poured most of the morning, making making a wet field out of it. But uh, you guys have become quite the mudders. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's funny because, like, all – during camp, not one day did we have to deal with any rain, <laughs> nothing. And then our first two games this year, it's been nothing but rain. So, yeah, no, we're, we're getting accustomed to it. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we always talk about control. We can control. We can't control the weather. We got to go out and play in it no matter what it is. So, um, you know, I thought our guys really handled the trip really, really well. 48 nothing. jumped out of the uh, – jumped off the bus, literally, probably, and, and uh, climbed onto the field and got off to a quick start, 14 nothing at the first quarter. Uh, Carter Boyer started the game on Saturday with uh, Riley having some family obligations, and, man, did he play well. Yeah, yeah, Carter threw the ball extremely well. Um, had You know, we, we had some big play um, – big plays in the game that really, you know, turned the tie of the game, and then, um, yeah, and had a nice run late in the game too. So, yeah, no, he played extremely well, over 300 yards, and – uh, very efficient um you know the the one pick well we'll always you know <laughs> you know talk about that you know just one he threw behind jackson a little bit but 
Um, other than that, he really played a really efficient game, throwing the ball um, and had some big time throws, you know, um, and, and played really, really well. Especially considering the conditions in the rain, I'm sure wet football every time he grabbed it. I mean, especially in the conditions. Yeah, for sure. You know, you don't go into a game like that expecting to, to you know, throw for 300 yards. You expect you're going to have to run the ball to win. And uh, we made some big plays in the past game. And, you know, Nate Thornton had a tremendous game and um, really did a great job winning the one-on-one matchups and, and making some big plays in the past game. We were uh, kidding off there a little bit. Uh, Brent Dugan did – we always have our keys to the game in the pregame show, and he's like, oh, with the weather and Monmouth wanting to establish the running game. You talked about that in your pregame interview last, last week, and he said, we're going to see a heavy dose of rushing. And Carter goes out and throws for 300, 300 yards. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Probably not how we drew it up, but, you know, you, you got to take what the defense has given you. And, and Carter did a great job taking advantage of what they were giving us. And, um, you know, good job protecting by our offensive line. And then, you know, really good job by our receivers making some plays. You know, we had a lot of receivers make a lot of big plays in that game. Uh, had a ton of time to throw, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Up front, we, we protected them really, really well. Um, and, you know, he made the right reads and, and made good decisions all day long and, and um, you know, did a great job. Uh, you did want to establish a rushing game. You rushed for 126. Uh, I see up on the stats. Um, happy with how that's progressing or? Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I went back and I kind of analyzed it. You know, we rushed for 2.4 yards a carry with our tailbacks, you know, and that's, you know, not the standard that that we want to rush for now conditions were a factor for sure there, there's no doubt about it but um also you know we, we we've got to you know figure out what we got to do to get our running backs loose and and get some more explosive plays in the running game obviously carter's big explosive run from the quarterback position but our running backs you know we have we have a staple of running backs yes. that are really really good and we just got to find a way to get those guys in space and get them loose and um, and get them some, some you know, big, big gains, which we haven't done to this point in the season. So we're going to need to um, get that going. Defensively, wow, what a job. Uh, minus 25 yards rushing for Grinnell in, in 60 minutes. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, um, some of that was, you know, botch snaps and, you know, things like that. But, you know, I, I did thought – I thought our guys did a tremendous job, you know, going back and again looking at the stats, you know. Um, I think they were like 1.9 yards per carry. Um, if you take, you know, before you take away all the negative plays and things like that. So, um, outstanding job, you know, in those conditions, um, you know, and and um, I thought our guys just did a great job fitting in the run game. Um, you know, doing their their responsibilities. You know, they run an ISO scheme that's, you know, pretty difficult to defend. You just don't see it much in today's football. So. Um, you know, and I thought our guys did a great job uh, fitting in on the ISO and, and then rallying to the football. So, um, tremendous job putting pressure on the quarterback, too. You know, I thought we did a really good job in their pass game getting pressure on the quarterback, making him uncomfortable all day. Yeah, that's that's ex- exactly where I was going to go with the Woodhouse. You were getting him off the spot all day long. Yeah, for sure. You know, he, he, uh, he just couldn't ever get comfortable back there because, you know, we had somebody loose almost every play um, putting pressure on him. You know, obviously – Starts with Corbin, you know, having the two sacks and three tackles for loss. Uh, good, good to see him get going. Um, and then Tevin Baker. Um, but I mean, it was it was a collection of guys getting after the quarterback on Saturday. 
I know special teams was an issue on yeah. in the opening game against Wartburg. Your your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, obviously our punt coverage was was much much better. That was a big emphasis going in, um, you know, to that that week. And thought we did a very good job in protection, very good job running down covering on punts. Um, we had one kickoff, you know, one kickoff, I, and I thought Cody Zell probably had the best day of his career. You know, I mean, he was. He really kicked off tremendous and then, you know, made the two field goals in tough conditions. So, um, but the one kickoff return, we gave up a big return. Um, just, uh, you know, we let, let a guy outside of us. It's something that we can fix. But, you know, we hadn't had many opportunities on kickoff. So, you know, so it, it was, uh, you know, going in. So it was good to see that, that group get some work and, and some things that we can work on there. Get out of there pretty healthy, which is always a concern on a wet field. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, we, we got we got through that game really, really healthy. Um, that's always good when, when you get out of a game, you know, not banged up, you know. So, um, yeah, no, we got through really, really clean. Good. Heading uh, our, uh, home this week against Illinois College. They're 1-1, one one, dropped a 40-14 to game against the University of Chicago. No shocker, Chicago's a good ball club. But I see just one of those teams that – I, they kind of consider us their rival. I know for sure. us and Knox are are, uh, are big rivals, but Jacksonville kind of they're they kind of gun for us a little bit. Yeah, they do. They do. This is you know this is their rivalry game. It's it's always uh, one they really hype up um, a lot. You know on their end of things, and um, you know they have very good athletes. You know you look at them offensively. Um, they got two of the better receivers in the conference with uh, Corley and. Uh, Colin Brunstein, both those guys are really, really dangerous, had big games against us last year. Um, you know, they have a really good running back in Trevor Smalls. Um, you know, he, he's, he, he tore his ACL a year ago, so we didn't get to see him a year ago. But, you know, early in his career, he was really, really dangerous. So, um, so they got some, you know, they got some weapons on offense. Defensively, they're always tough. Uh, their first game against Lakeland that they won, they had three interceptions returned for touchdown uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So um, they always have great athletes on both sides of the ball, and, and they're going to come ready to play, and it's going to be an extremely tough game. What do you want to see your ball club do a little better this week? Yeah, you know, obviously um, we got to establish the run, you know, that, that with our running backs. You know, we, we got to get that going. Um, that, that's a big – got to be a big focus this week. Um, you know, last year – um, we didn't do a good job containing their quarterback in the pocket. He got outside the pocket, made a lot of plays with his legs, and then beat us, you know, with his arms some too. And we gave up a lot of big plays in that game last year. So we just got to eliminate the big play defensively, make them drive the ball down the field, um, and not chunk us, you know, because they, they have big play capability. Even the Chicago game, I think they hit a 65-yarder and a 75-yard or something like that. So they, they had two big plays in that game. Um, they have big play potential. So you just got to limit the big plays on their offense, and then we got to be great on specials again. Uh, quarterback position, I know last year we kind of shuffled them in a little bit, and it seemed to work well. Both bring a different dynamic with Carter having such a good game, and I'm sure it was part of your plan anyway. But with Carter having a good game, going to see a little bit more of that? Or? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we, said going in, we said going into this year that we have two great senior quarterbacks, and, you know, we probably got to find a way to get both of them on the field, you know, and so – I would imagine, you know, we're going to see both of them on Saturday. That that would be my guess. So Sounds good. All right, Coach, good luck. Uh, home game at April's Old Memorial Stadium. It's always fun. We're we're pretty tough at home. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we're excited to get back at home, and, and hopefully, uh, we, you know, we can capture some of that crowd that left uh, <laughs> with the rain delay on uh, against <laughs> Warburg and get those guys back. So, yeah, it should be a, should be a fun game. All right, good luck, my man. <laughs> Thanks, Sean.
Head coach of the Monmouth College Fighting Scots, Chad Braun, on our pregame coaches interview brought to you by Monmouth Farm and Home Realty. Brent and I will be back with more of the Kellogg Printing pregame show. You're listening to Monmouth College Fighting Scots football on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WREM, and online at radiomonmouth.com. Welcome back to April Fun Memorial Stadium. The actual anthem played here at the, uh, the field. It was brought to you by Stanton Insurance, your local all-state insurance agency, Stanton Insurance in Monmouth since 1919. Your referees today, sponsored by Kehoe Care in Monmouth and Gelsberg. Make sure you're seeing every play. Get your eyes examined regularly with Kehoe Eye Care. I'm Sean Temple, alongside Brent Dugan, and now the most highly listened to thing of an entire broadcast on the PCSN. It's the Midwest Bank. Keys to the game. Your locally owned community bank investing in you, member of the IC. Brent, what's the keys to the Scots getting a victory today? I would think whoever can run the ball in this game, uh, run it effectively. Uh, we show that they're going to do that, I guess, more so than anything. We look at the stats, and neither team has really run the ball this year. So I would say the key to the game and the key to the game is for both teams, really, is to run the football. And once you run the football, then that helps the playbook up to those play-action passes. makes Riley more effective on the, on the quarterback side of things. Uh, word has it that he's going to be starting today with Carter being a little bummed up. Um, but I'd say the key to the game is just uh, try and run the football. So the Scouts, I know they had a tough early early opening game against Wartburg, one of the better defensive teams in the nation year in and year out, in the nation year in and year out. So it was tough to run the football, especially late at night. It was like, I don't know, 10, 10 o'clock before we got the game going uh, in opening week uh, due to some lightning delays. Uh, but looking at the Scouts, uh, Scouts uh, rushing totals, 26 yards is leading the Scouts right now by Devin Lawrence, although Corey Royer is the actual leader with a 61-61 third run. But as far as the running backs go, Devin Lawrence, 26 yards, on oh, 25 carries, that's just a yard. That's a yard a carry. That's got to change. Yeah, and we saw, we've seen Devin in the past. Um, he's he's skating 10 yards a carry sometimes, and I know last year his production level was much much higher. Um, and with the dual threat that we had last year, but um, yeah, it just it just has to get going, Sean. Cody's up. We'll kick off. The Scouts kicking off to start this ball game. I see Illinois College receiving. Zelts kick all the way down to the five yard line, and there'll be a return. 10, 15. 20 and not much over the 20, about 21 maybe on forward progress. It'll be IC ball first under the direction of quarterback Jack Hanauer. Stats on Hanauer for the season, uh, 22 of 59, just 37% completion for only 271 yards, a couple touchdowns and does have a pick. So if they're not running the ball well, you got to pass the ball well and really through the first two weeks, haven't done that either. And, and, and they've, like we talked about, they haven't had a cupcake uh, for their first two games either. I know the University of Chicago, you're in, you're out, has a tough defense. So they, they're kind of probably saying the same thing we're saying and Mom College is saying as far as their first two games of the year. And hour out of the shotgun, two receivers left and right, spreading the Scots out here right out of the gate. Now they have to take a timeout. Wow, a timeout from the first place scrimmage. I've been, I've been doing this a uh, well, quite a long time, over a little over 10 years. And I've never seen a timeout right after the opening kickoff. Oh, you know, you got to stop the clock at 14.53 in the first quarter, right, Sean? Yeah. No, that's just one of those, uh, I, don't, I don't know what they were. My college had single high coverage. I don't know what threw them off. Um, you've had all week to scout, and I'm sure you got different packages you can bring, bring out to the mix as far as the huddle goes. But someone might. Very odd. Let's talk about the uniform sponsored by MC Sport and More, your home for all your sports equipment and team apparel. Hats, hoodies, polos, footballs, bats, gloves, and much, much more. NCSportMore.com. The scouts in there. Home red tops with the white pants, red stripe, white numbers. 
Icy, all white, tops and bottoms, blue numbers and blue helmets. Hanauer back to pass down the sideline. He's got a man open. He's got him. He's going to score from the first play of the game. I guess that's why you Great take time a timeout. Out. Great timeout. <laughs> uh, timeout taken by Ray DeFrisco in his seventh season with IC. In the first play from scrimmage, a 79-yard touchdown pass from Hanauer. And actually, I was so surprised I didn't even get the number. Brunstein was the guy, and I remember his name from last year. He's a junior, yes. 6'2", 185, and he gave us a lot of problems last year. I remember him toe-tapping about two or, different, two or three different catches last year, if I recall. Uh, but, man, he was he uh, had single coverage on that side and t- took advantage of it. That might be the best football timeout I've ever seen anybody take on a local broadcast. <laughs> why aren't we, again, Sean, why are we questioning these coaches? Exactly. Right, right. <laughs> and the extra point is good by the uh, the kicker, Toby McTamding. So it is 7 nothing, and we are 17 minutes into this ballgame. No, that wasn't a kickoff return for a touchdown, folks. That was a... Uh, First, but uh, first play from the scrimmage touchdown, 79-yard touchdown pass with 14:43. We'll take a 30-second break and come back right here on AM 1330 FM 94.1 WRAM. Back here at April's Own Memorial Stadium, I see the Blue Boys. Illinois College strikes first on a 79-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Jack Hanauer to Colin Brunstein after a timeout after the opening kickoff. And now the Farm King kickoff coming. Family store with more since 1959. Short kick taken at the 19-yard line. Out to about the 30-yard line. That's uh, the kick returner. Number nine. One of the scouts is uh, Jalen Williams. Yeah, Jalen Williams is the uh, kick returner. You start putting that on the two deep. Jalen Williams. And, and what I saw, the very short kick, very high short kick. Um, I wonder if we'll take a look at this throughout the game, and hopefully IT's not kicking off a lot. Um, that, would be, that would be a bad thing. Um, but if that is the case where we can get a great return and get great field position, having it on 30-yard line. So, so do you come back and throw a bomb here? So why not? Trips left. Why not? Well, they're going to throw a little crossing route or a little kind of stop and go there by one of the inside receivers, complete to Brendan Bishop, gain of about six yards out to the 36-yard line. Quickly take a look at the Monmouth College starting offense, brought to you by your Monmouth area McDonald's. Quarterback today is Riley Fetter, your running backs, Dylan Bone and Devin Lawrence. Wide receivers, Nate Thornton, Brennan Bishop, and Jackson Bergen. And we'll get with the offensive line after this play. This could be a free play. Well, he must have not crossed the line of scrimmage. This is first down. We'll pitch and catch to Nate Thornton from Riley Fetter. That's your ass. Or your ass, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're there, yes. Yeah, yeah you're ass. saying that. Um... <laughs> it is your ass. Good to see Jake Urez out there. He's missed the first two weeks. Out to the 46-yard line, and a first down sponsored by Pepperoni's Pizza, a casual pizzeria chain serving wings and New York-style pies, including vegan and gluten-free options. First and 10 for the Scots at the 46. Straight ahead, Devin Lawrence. And, again, not a whole lot there. A couple yards maybe out to the 48-yard line. It'll be second and eight. But it's something you establish now, and, and like I like the uh, basically what they're looking to do today. Is They came out through a couple to. Two quick hitters there and got first down and then run the ball right up the middle with Devin Lawrence. Second and eight. Fetter looking to throw out to his right. He has his man at the 50-yard line into IC territory, and that's going to be really close to a first down. That was Nate Thornton. There's Nate Thornton. Nate Thornton. And who do you think of when you think of past receivers in the NFL? Does McCaffrey come to mind? Yes, that's exactly who he reminds me of. From the Broncos days and... 
That's who he reminds me of last week when he was running up and down against Cornell for 205 yards. Um, but, yeah, just an easy target and nice delivery from Riley. Got good height on him. Nate Thornton, 6'4". Now rowing left is Fetter. Pulls up with the right hand. and has his man. Throws it right on the dime to the 25-yard line. Inside the 10. For the Scots trying to answer the touchdown for... That's uh, Jason Jason Figley, 24, from Polk City. The first time we've seen Figley and his parents were in the store today, and he said, you will announce my name today. Nice. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. that's the first catch, I think, of the season it for is. Figley. It is. And great routes they had there. They had a flood route with Thornton coming underneath um, as uh, probably a third option there. But Figley on a nice route. First and goal to go from the nine. Federer will try to get in himself, and he will not maybe pick up a couple, maybe get to the seven or the eight. We'll see where they spot the football. It'll be second goal to go. That was just a beautiful throw by Robbie Federer, man, rolling to his left and throwing it about 20, 25 yards downfield. Yeah, you had your ass on a clear out route, Thornton coming underneath the coverage, and then you had uh, um, 24, Mr. Fickley coming right across the, the underneath route. So, yeah, great route that they had there by the Palm College receiving court. They're going to give him a gain of two down to the seven-yard line, so it will be second and goal to go. Lawrence right beside Fetter in the backfield. Two receivers right, single receiver left. Now the slot receiver in motion is Brendan Bishop. Pitch option to Lawrence at the five. Still on his feet. He is into the end zone. Touchdown, Devin Lawrence from seven yards out. That was a nice, uh, that was a nice little uh, little option play there. Second uh, rushing touchdown of the year. The first one for Devin. Uh, with Cutter Borders rush last year. Last the year. only one the Scots have had so far. Was, I know. It's like those Boyer's 61-yard jaunt. We've been waiting for a nice drive. Nice answer by Miles College. So Cody Zell calling to tie this thing up. We've got points uh, points galore here early on. We are What's the over. What's the over, Vegas? Just over three minutes into the game and 14 points on the board. Good snap, good hold, good kick. It is up and good. 7-7. Seven, seven. Following the Robert Thompson Trucking touchdown for all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain, all he needs, call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. We'll be back in 30 seconds with the Farm King kickoff. Back here at April Zorn Memorial Stadium following the seven-yard touchdown run by Devin Lawrence. Cody Zelf out for the kickoff. Good answer by the Scott. Great answer and, and tough running there by Devin. It wasn't exactly a huge hole there, but uh, I do like how he didn't. Uh, initial contact definitely got through that and, and had a nose for the end zone. Elk again down to the five-yard line, return out to the 15, now running uh, sideways and a little backwards even. Now again, just out over the 20 to the 21. Much better special team so far on at least kickoff coverage than we've seen uh, in the last couple games. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everyone stayed in their lane properly, um, and hence the reason they had to kick it outside and try to get outside on that Mom's College kickoff and to no avail. Like William Campbell on another return for the Blue Boys to be out to the 22 this time, so a yard better uh, field position than the uh, opening kickoff. Mom's um, College is going to go and prevent now, because especially if they do a timeout. <laughs> right, Johnny, you call timeout. timeout. Go <laughs> I might call another timeout myself. <laughs> First and 10 from the 22. Second play from the scrimmage for the Blue Boys. First one went 79 yards. Back to pass is Hanauer again. He's looking now. He's going to have to run. He's over the line of scrimmage, but not a ton more. Supposed to be a late hit. Uh, Corbin Personet got tied up with a lineman uh, in the backfield there, uh, way away from the play. That's a good game, about six yards for Hanauer. We'll get to the uh, Scott's defense here. It looks like Ty C is going to huddle up for 
the Monmouth College defense, your uh, your defensive lineman, Dylan Kulik, Corbin Personet, and Nick Sarama, linebackers, Tevin Baker, Thomas Tomofsky, Caleb Endicott, and Jeremiah Lewis Glenn Charles, your defensive backs, Nick Harris, Xavier Cooper, Rocky and Sphinx, and Jalen Williams. I'll try to get the IC offense here following the second and four play. A couple guys in motion. Looks like it's going to be a, a nice little tango, McPherson versus Personet today. We kind of just talked about it a little bit there. Straight ahead, nothing there. First running play for the Blue Boys no goes surprise, nowhere. Right, Sean? No yeah. surprise with the two running games up, um, for both teams up to this point in the season. And it man down for the Blue Boys behind the play. Looks to be maybe a lineman. That was uh, 79, I think. Uh, Trevor Smalls with the first carry from Vandalia, Illinois. Yeah, gain of one there, so it'll be third and three, but there is a man down behind the play. That'll give us a chance to give the Blue Boy offense. Quarterback Jack Hanauer, running back Trevor Smalls. Well, they got him listed as zero, on, so he must be zero on uh, got the two deep. Send me the wrong number on the two deep. Trevor Smalls is the tailback for the Blue Boys. Tight end to Chase Blankert. Wide receivers, Colin Brunstein, who had the 79-yard touchdown catch. K.J. Corey and Will Campbell. Offensive lineman for the Blue Boys, Elijah Mashinsky, Dylan Hyde, Willie Terry, your center, Collier McPherson, and Evan Henley. We talk about it, Sean. I wouldn't want to be an offensive lineman. I think all, I don't want to say all that happened there, you got rolled up on. That tends to happen, well, it could happen every play, right? I mean, just you're doing your job, you're blocking, next thing you know, somebody rolls up on the backside of your Achilles tendon or your ankle or your calf or whatever, but... Uh, I think that's, that's what happened in that play. Scouts jump, but I think they get back in time. Boy, I can't believe the center. It was right by the, the uh, IT know center. It. Why yeah, wouldn't you just like it? Yeah, get first thing. down. The man down was Saul Hernandez. He went off under his own power for Illinois College. Third and three, Hanauer. Straight back. Under pressure and back. And there's that man again. There's that man. There's that man. That is uh, Personette. So what, I think he's third? Third, uh, third sack of the third season. Four. Third or four sack of the season. He had two last week and one on the first week. As Personette's fifth and a half. Fifth and, and a half. So they got, a, got an extra half in there somewhere on us. Fifth and a half sack on the season for Personette. Had 16 last year, setting a Scott single season record. Hey, Coach Bronze, no dummy. This year, <laughs> Personette went right over the top of whoever went out for the injury. Great punt. Just a high punt. By the punter for IC, that is K.J. Corley, and a fair catch called for and gotten by Jalen Williams right at midfield. Good field position here for the Scots. Great field position. Position started out on the 30 the, the time before, and now you're starting out on the 45. Uh, kind of tip your hat to the defense, kind of put the offense in a great position to hopefully score. Um, here then, you know, there's still 945. <laughs> yeah, we've only played a little over five minutes so far. Keep those commercials running, right? <laughs> each, each team's had 14 possessions already in the first four minutes. Yeah, it's a 45. I made a mistake. I thought that was uh, thought that was midfield. It's 45. Scouts own 45. First 10. O'Reilly Fetter. Straight back to pass. Looking out to his left. Throws it. Got a man. Jake Curran's first down at the Blue Boy 40-yard line. Just put it in his vicinity, Sean, and, and your is going to pull it in, that's for sure. Great in route there, and... Uh... I kind of like how uh, Riley's got a little more bounce to his depth today. With, and Carter Boyer, I don't know if you heard the pregame, but Carter Boyer is going to be sitting out today. I see him over there in a street shirt. 
Um, a little banged up last week, I heard. Yeah. A little shoulder. But, Must have been that 61 yard carry. Yeah, exactly. That's what Federer's like. That's what you get for running it. <laughs> Pitch, uh, or a uh, throw by Federer is incomplete. That time intended for your ass. Yeah, I, mean, I uh, just jinxed him. I said, throw it. Yeah, right. and he dropped it. Well, you're by me. I'm the biggest, I'm the biggest know, dick for local know, sports radio. I rub off with people a lot. Sorry, Jake. That's on me. I'll, I'll take that drop. Farmington, <laughs> Illinois, though, Jake, your ass. Uh, Jackson Bergen had a fantastic opening night game here. Uh, I guess Warburg, and then we see Nate Thornton, sixth highest total in Scott's history last week. This is a good stable of running or wide receivers. Now Devin Lawrence trying to get to the right edge. He is not going to get there. He's going to get maybe a yard or two down to the 38. That's better than I thought. Scott's still not able to run the football yeah, I mean, yet. That was a stretch play, his own stretch play, and I would like to see Devin playing his foot and just get upfield. Of course, that's easy saying from this standpoint <laughs> up here with us, Sean. But uh, when you're down there with 11 guys running after you, it's not so easy to take a look at it and say, yep, there's my hole. But uh, just like seeing playing his foot and get up, get up field. I can barely get a plant foot up here in the uh, press box, the loan out there on the turf. Trying to draw him off sides on the third and eight. Hard count by Fetter. Doesn't work, so he'll look over to the Scott sideline for the play. Third and eight for Monmouth College at the 38-yard line Time of IC. Timeout take That's a time. touchdown, then. Yeah, exactly. If, if things go the way that we've seen so far, you take a timeout and score a touchdown the very next play. It's a Tickham's Electric timeout. If you're looking for an electrician contractor you can trust, call Tickham's Electric at 335-3034 or go to Tickham'sElectric.com. We'll take a 30-second break. It is 7-7, Scots and Blue Boys here with 8.27 to go in the first quarter. Third and eight for the Scots offense after the timeout. Back to pass with a screen pass set up complete. That's a 35. Third, he's going to be a yard short. And uh, is that a flag I seen flying in there late? Yeah, way late after the tackle. Great play call with, with uh, bubble screen there. I don't know if there's a little bit of excessive blocking after the, I don't know if that's a penalty, but excessively blocking after the play there. Should not be a penalty in the game of football, excessive blocking. It should not be. It should not be a penalty. It's going to be a yard short at the 31. No matter what the Scots, I think, go for here. It's a little too far for a field goal. You're talking 31, 78, 48-yarder, and the Scots are backing up. That's going to... Well, that that really stinks. Now it's... So now it's a fourth down. I don't think they can decline it. They're going to have to take it No, they're going to say, yeah, if you... It's after the play was done, I'm guessing. I mean, I'm just assuming. Oh. Legal blindside block, did he say? Legal blindside block. There's that excessive blocking penalty that you were doing. I'm all on the advocate of safety out there. We don't want to see anyone get hurt. Um, that's not what we're saying. But it is a game of football. It is a violent game to some some degree. And I'm sorry when you're not paying attention, <laughs> when you're not paying attention out there. you got to have your head on a swivel, that's for sure. Scouts do get the down back. I thought it was maybe, obviously it was before the play, maybe just had some trouble digging the flag out, and it came in late. Third and 16, so the Scouts do have a shot here. Looking down the right side of the field, he's got, he had his man and just overthrew him. Would have been a little short. Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles was the intended receiver on the sideline. But uh, the firm of? Yeah, the law firm. That's what uh, Big Red Brian Jordan, the old tennis coach here at, uh, at Monmouth College. Former. I can't, I can't put old in there. I'll get a text from from Big Red State. Don't put old and me in the same sense. Right. Former tennis coach here. There you go. At Mama's College, now of the Chicago area. The uh, law firm of Glenn Lewis Charles. I like that. Fourth and 16, out comes Addison Fletcher, one of the best punters in the Midwest Conference. Uh, Pop-up kick. Yeah, you need to get uh, yeah, a fair catch. Mm-hmm. Great job there and not let that hit the turf because 
the way it was spinning, you don't know which way it's going to spin. Right. You can't take a chance of that thing kicking back inside the 10. That's a great That's a great uh, fair catch. That's an inside the 20, though, even though yeah. it probably wasn't ideal or where they wanted it as far as Monmouth College. You know, you're always expecting so much more out of it. Um, former player down there. Ashley Jones. Nice. Playing, playing some basketball here for the Scouts yeah. this winter, right? Can't wait to uh, get her get uh, their games on the air this this winter as well. Get some of the Scouts women's games on. Megan Jones, the uh, head coach of the Scouts, looking. We had a great conversation with she her. Did. Yeah. At the at, at the store over at MC Sportmore, a little little screen pass, little flat pass out to Smalls and not going anywhere. That's going to be a loss back to about the 15 yard line. So a loss of five there. Smalls, isn't that same line? Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice, nice play, Smalls. Loss of five on the play. Back to seven and a half minutes now left. Halfway through the first quarter. Feels like we've been here an hour already. It's got seven. Blue Boys seven. Lots of things going on here in the first half of this first quarter. No rain, though. That's a good thing. Shouldn't even have said anything. I don't know why I said why that. Is why did I even just say that? Second 15 for the Blue Boys. An hour will keep the- big hole. Oh, wow. And takes a shot, knocks his helmet off. That was that was Michael Lord. Was that Michael Lord uh, for the Scots? That was uh, Devin Graham. Excuse me. Devin Graham for Monticello. So their quarterback had. Wow. Legal hit. Had, got him right on the side, but it was enough to knock Hanauer's right in front of the home crowd, too. You know, Woo! It did not seem like he was running forever there. Of course, they had the, the loss in the first down, but. Yeah, I thought it looked like a 20-yard run. It did, too. It felt like a 20-yard run. It was a 10-yard run. Okay. I think it's because his helmet rolled another 10 yards, <laughs> and he got popped. Probably it was a ball that popped out there. It was just Hanauer's helmet. He jumped up, though. He's in good shape. Now rolling right rolling. is going to be uh, another quarterback in there. That is, uh, well, they got Bryce, Bryce and Brow as the uh, backup quarterback. Oh, I suppose Hanauer's got to come out He's got to come out because of the right. as college rules. And now a holding call on third and six. It'll be fourth down after the incomplete pass. I don't know if that is the quarterback. Well, it's Bryson Brown. Or no, no, it was uh, one. I don't. That's Andrew Ball from Texas for the IC Blue Boys. Incomplete pass. Yeah. So the college rule is anytime your helmet comes off on the field, play and play, um, you got to come out for one play. Uh, so that was big. Um, you got to. You decline that penalty on the holding, and now we'll get the ball back and hopefully good field position once again. Punter is K.J. Corley. Another high kick that's going to hit at about the 46-yard line and stay right there. Oh, he left that balance. He might go another 5, 10 yards. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that thing was coming back Scott's way or Blue Boy's way, and we'll never know. He caught it out on one bounce. Inside their territory, Sean. Another good starting position for the Scott's offense at the Blue Boy 47. Looking good defensively for uh, the guys in red today. So far, so good, except for the big, you know, the big pass. We've got... seen some hitting going on, and we're only uh, midway through the, the first quarter here. We've seen a lot of uh, strong hits on the offensive-defensive line, but that last hit that uh, Mom Kelly's defense that, that took Connor out, out of the game. First play is Devin Lawrence going nowhere. Or Devin Lawrence? Yeah. No, that's uh, 26. It threw me off. I'm not 28. Devin Pinker. Yeah. Yeah, well, we got to change Pinker's number, don't we? Yeah, it was way too much. Like, especially when the numbers start getting crunched up there together. It looks like an eight. 
It'll be second and 11, so a loss of the yard for Pinker. Trips left on the far side of the field. Now, Fetter will run. Back draw. Up the middle, 45-40. Still on his feet. Nice little shake-and-bake move at the 40. Got him a couple extra yards, and he's going to be a little short. It went from fourth and three, or excuse me, third and three to third and one now after a little shake-and-bake move at the 40. That was sweet. You know, he's very comfortable running the football. You can tell just with his shake-and-bake. Sets up the blocks really well. Third and one. Scott's quickly to the line of scrimmage. Straight ahead is Pinker. He's got the first down inside Good. the 35. Good run. That's, that there, I mean, that's one of those things. Another player down looks like Rice That's one of those plays, Sean. you got to know where the first down marker's at, and sometimes you got to get those hard yards on your own, but you got to have a nose for the first down. you got to have a nose for the touchdown area. Um, but that was a great run there. Yeah, man down for IC at the 40. About a four-yard run for Feder. It gets it. Uh, they're going to spot the nose of the football right on the 35. So we first and 10 and give the Scots a pepperoni's pizza first down. Casual pizzeria chain serving wings and New York-style pies, including vegan and gluten-free options. I'm not sure if I've given the IC defense yet. I'll give that to you. Your defensive line for the Blue Boys, Derek Jones, Drew Gunyon, Stuart Wolf, and Garrett Bearden. Linebackers, Charlie Patterson, Trent Durrell, and Kyle McCullough. The defensive backs, Larvell Watkins, R.J. Kattenbreaker, Cam Jones, and Trey Gertis. Can't see the number of the... Uh, I'm starting to roll, starting to roll over here. For the Blue Boys. Aaron Washington, it Aaron looks Washington, like it could yeah. be. Six foot 260. Good size. Yeah. I noticed that IC has some good size, both on the offense and the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, all kinds of height for IC. Um, nearly the entire defense goes at least six foot. <laughs> Five we know nothing about no, absolutely not. <laughs> I can't. My vertical warning to get me up. I, I can jump on your point. shoulders and be still right. six foot. <laughs> My uh, couple of inches of vertical that I have now wouldn't even get me up to six feet. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is, uh, Mr. Washington, Aaron Washington, in uh, taking off. Field. It'll be first and ten for the Scots at the 35-yard line of the Blue Boys. Still got 5:31 left on the first quarter clock. We're tied at seven. Scots had some pretty good field position on the uh, strength of the defense that they played here so far in this first quarter, except that first play from scrimmage for IC, the 79-yard touchdown pass. Great oh, that's been pretty solid. That was, great <laughs> that was right after the time that after the opening kickoff. Never seen that. Back to pass is Fetter looking out to his left. Got a man just inside the 30. Bergeron. Jackson Bergeron from the United High School. I'll tell you what, I, and must have been good high school coaching by Coach Milroy, right? The way he ran that route and come back to the football, every quarterback's going to love that because you're not, you're not, it's going to be hard to pick off that pass. But how he worked himself back to the football was great. Get a six-yard gain out of it. Second and four. Also, similar to basketball. you got to meet your pass. Sometimes a bad pass isn't the fault of the passer. You've never heard me say that. No, right? never. Never once. Another game of about three up the middle for can't tell if that's Lawrence or not Pinkert again. So third and one for the Scots. Quickly the line of scrimmage. They've been getting there quick on third and short. Pinkert's got it. Twenty. Inside this twenty near the fifteen yard line, seventeen yard line. You know, about we, a nine yard run. We saw the start of this last week, um, with the Grinnell game with Lawrence now coming in for Pinkert. But that's a nice dual threat we had last year with Francois and, and Devin Law. Lawrence, but now we go with Pinkard and Lawrence showing at least thus far in the game. 
Now, Lawrence will go from just to the right of Federer to the left. Give to Lawrence straight ahead. Nice run. And he bounces off, and he's going to get in for the touchdown. I almost pulled him down at the 15-yard line. And instead, he just bounced off the pile, got out to the left sideline, and scored. Isn't that the way it always is? Baker comes off the field, you know, with a uh, much-needed rest there, and next guy takes it into the end zone. But great run by Devin Warren. That makes the score 13-7 to following the Robert Thompson trucking touchdown. For all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain holy needs, call Robert Thompson trucking at 768-2697. That was an impressive run there. I almost called him actually down. I thought his forward progress was stopped at about the 15. Low snap. Hold is good. Kick is good as well by Cody Zell. Two for two today for Cody Zell and the Scots lead 14-7 to with 4.05 to go first quarter. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Back here at April's Old Memorial Stadium, it's the Farm King kickoff following the Robert Thompson trucking. Scott's touchdown, officially a 17-yard run by Devin Lawrence. Kickoff again, this time taken at the 10. 15-20. Nothing up the middle. Now he gets to the sideline. Oh, Light comes in, so this is probably going to come back in a good... Oh, boy. And there's, there's a live there's tackle play. out of bounds. Was the uh, kick returner for IC, so I don't know how this works. <laughs> It's going to be a holding call during the run and then after the play. To re-kick, and I think so. I think the uh, penalties are going to wash out. Miles oh. Weddington, the uh, kick returner from St. Louis, Missouri. Not that you got to be a great coach to tell your players this, but do not do the penalty and then turn around and look at the referee and then say, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? Well, we, though, it was right out there in the middle of everyone there, what the holding was and for you listeners, and I always laugh. It's almost like... Uh, you getting a speeding ticket and getting out of the car and saying, I wasn't speeding. Well, well, I wasn't speeding. I don't know what your, your radar says. <laughs> what? Ten miles over, your radar must be off, officer. <laughs> now, this, is, this is interesting, I think. Well, the defense is already out there. So yeah, the defense, they're, they're, they're standing on always. the 30. I don't know, maybe they didn't see the penalty here on the uh, sideline. The tackle. After the play, <laughs> right? And two penalties. How do you get a call? Out? They're saying he was out of bounds, so they're right after the play. Is what he's saying, right? Uh, that's what so, happened during the play. If you ask me, you know what I mean. But I get they're calling that a dead ball, personal foul, because he's out of bounds. Right, and the tackle was almost out to the track here. If I was calls by the time they got done, that was that took was a no couple, brainer. There took out a couple <laughs> cheerleaders. <laughs> right, uh, right, yeah. So after all is said and done, had three penalties on that play. I don't. Hopefully, I think it was loud enough. You folks probably heard over the uh, over my microphone here on what happened there. Two fouls on two penalties on IC, and then a late hit on the Scots. So he gives the, the Blue Boys the ball, thrown thirty-one. Back to pass is ten out. Oh, about to jump the route there. Yes, I thought Jalen Williams would maybe get a pick six there, but he did knock it away from the head of receiver. I don't know, Sean. I almost felt like I was in my own playing days there. I was running after the ball there. <laughs> Problem is, my reaction was much, much slower. Really, the uh, yeah, he was uh, he was staring his receiver down. That gave uh, Jalen a great chance to get a hand in there and knock that away. Second and ten from the thirty-one yard line. I want to take a, a minute, uh, Sean. I see Coach Sander out over there watching the game from 
from, uh, I don't know what oh, yeah. practice field that is, but I know I'm going to give him a shout-out. Hopefully he's doing well. It's always good to see him here at the football game. Uh, it's always good to see him anywhere. I know I got a chance. There's a run going nowhere for IC. Actually going to lose a couple, and we'll see where they spot us. Lose loss of one back to the 30-yard line. It'll be third and 11. I got a chance to see uh, Coach Sander at some Mammoth Roseville basketball game. His grandson, Jake Steele, uh, was uh, playing. I got a chance to well, and, and a couple games. And with Coach Sander, I've seen him up close and personal when I was a player here a couple times that I didn't really, want to. Really up close. It might have been after an air at shortstop or a, a ball four. I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to commit too much of how his coaching techniques were. But. <laughs> Under pressure is hand or an hour. I lose Several defensive. Throwing up for grabs. Almost a pick for the Scots. Clear back to the 35-yard up to the 35-yard line of the Scots. Incomplete pass at Hanauer. There's a magic act there to get away from Nick what looked like four or five red shirts there, just and, all over the place. Yeah, but Nick Harris almost had his, his first pick of the year. It'll be fourth and 11. Out comes the punt team. Yeah, I'm sure you've had uh, your your uh, run-ins with Coach Sander, as, as all players have, as all players and coaches do. Period. But yeah. Oh, but uh, this is probably a little bit more colorful. Great deal of respect for him <laughs> and and what he did for me, not only as a player, but also more so as a as a as a person. Uh, Coach Sander is one of the best and and household name right here in Mom College. Absolutely. Off the side of the foot by uh, the IC punter, it's going to take a blue boy roll back to the 38-yard line of Mama. And you're not going to complain about 38-yard line uh, as far as field position goes, and maybe Mom College can stick it in. The, we're still in the first quarter, Sean. <laughs> Just looking at, we've still got almost three minutes left. Yeah, yeah. The almost first feels quarter. like there's another lightning delay or something <laughs> going on, but uh, that's okay. We're at 14-7. Right, got up by seven points here with that 254 to go. I uh, I had a, also had a son that uh, got a chance to play four years for Coach Sander, and I'm sure sure he's got some stories as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 38-yard line, Scott's offense on the field. Friday Fetter. 6'5", 300 pounds. You always said, I'm not a wallflower. I'm going <laughs> to coach you up, that's for sure. <laughs> little, uh, little kind of a jet sweep there. Nice job by Nick Offsink for the Scots to uh, avoid a tackle at uh, well, a couple yards downfield and get an extra couch, an extra extra 10 after the after the missed tackle by IC all the way out to the 49-yard line of the Blue Boys. And you've got to give Mom's College ball carriers a lot of credit today. The, the yak, um, yardage after catch or yardage after carry, uh, has been really, really a good number today. Better. Quick throw out to Nate Thornton at the 45. More uh, yak yards there, about seven, about seven extra yards down to the 37-yard line, about eight extra yards after the initial catch, and it'll move the sticks. Another pepperoni pizza, first down for Monmouth. They're on the move again. Ed McCaffrey, I mean, Nate Gordon on the catch. <laughs> but, hey, I'll tell you what, you said his length is just causing a lot of teams' problems. And there's Devin Lawrence once again. Devin Lawrence shakes the tackle at the 30, 25, 20. 15 finally ran out of bounds. About a 20 yard run there by Devin Lawrence. Finally getting something going here on the ground. Well, you know, it took me a week. Well, it took me three weeks to get the keys of the game to be right. <laughs> but uh, thus far, um, I'm telling you, running the ball really, really well. And and I think that's going to be the key the entire year. I really do. I do I too. Mean, I really do. And give the offensive line some credit too. I know Devin broke, broke a couple tackles, so it's anchored, but. Uh, great job of just getting upfield, 
First and ten from the 16, Lawrence again, this time going nowhere. That looked like a horse collar, but, yeah, he was taken down abruptly, very, very high, and a loss of two. Well, the Scouts will bring up a 12, or a second and 12. Still inside the red zone, that's 19, I think is where they're officially spotting the football. Scouts, two receivers left, single receiver right. Pinkard in the backfield with Fetter. Better back to pass. Looking out to his right. Got a man at the 10. That's Thornton. Trying to shake a couple of tackles, and he does. All right, Doctor. Throw the flag, bud. Well, we got uh, the scouts got one there. And I'll tell you, uh, uh, Nate's got to sell that a little bit. He's got to flop a little bit. He's got to, he's got to play soccer player there. Okay, flop. that's how Sean gets his call. <laughs> just got to flop, man. Get a yellow card on the other guy, huh? <laughs> yellow flag in this case, but, uh, yeah, I don't like that. I wish it would have. Pinker straight ahead. He's got the first down on third and one inside the five, down to about the three. It'll be first and goal to go for the Scots. Another pepperoni's pizza first down. Good drive here by Monmouth. And we're now under a minute. 57.8 seconds on the first quarter clock. And it is 14 to 7. Scots with a seven-point lead trying to, ooh, legal substitution on the Blue Boys. And they'll decline the penalty. I think the, uh, I think the run was over. It was over five yards there for. Well, and I think it's one of those two. Give the, give the player credit and the offensive line credit. You're going to probably do one in the same half distance and probably, what, four or five yards would have been. First and goal to go inside the five for Monmouth College. Trying to get this up to a two-score game. In motion is obscene. Head up in there. Maybe a yard. Maybe a yard for the two or... Pinkard down to about the two-yard line. It'll be second and goal to go. And the stick didn't move a whole lot on that no, side. No, they didn't mark that very well. No, that looked like it was in, it definitely got something out of it. They're going to stay right back to the line of scrimmage. So no gain on Pinkard with 25. They do have to get a playoff. The play clock is at 15 now and 21 on the game clock. So they're going to have to snap it before the end of this quarter. Fetter with Pinkard to his left. Give it to Pinkard. And, oh, it's keeper by Riley Fetter. That was some magic there. I thought for sure Pinkard had that one. Well, so did half the <laughs> IC Third rushing touchdown, Sean, today. That's good to see. The keys to the game, I'm telling you. I was on it. Most listened to thing in the pregame show. 33% on the year. <laughs> He's in for the touchdown. Fetter had me completely fooled on that one. I thought Pinkard had that for sure. And the other part you got to like is the diversity of the touchdowns. You had Pink, Pinkard and you have uh, Devin Lawrence. Actually, Devin had two of those, didn't he? Didn't he? Yes. He had the first one and the second yes. one. Yes. Yeah, and then you had Riley uh, with the third one. And Cody Zelf's kick is good. He's three for three today. So following the three-yard touchdown magic run there by Riley Fetter and the extra point, it is 21-7 and another Robert Thompson trucking touchdown. For all your rock, sand, dirt, and green, all he needs, call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Back here at April Zorn Memorial Stadium, 79 degrees at kickoff. A little warm for uh, early part of football season here, but we're not too far away from those nice, crisp, cool fall days for sure. Kickoff sponsored by Farm King, the family store with more since 1959. This time he gets it into the end zone. So uh, another great kickoff here by Cody Zelf. It'll be first and 10 for the Blue Boys at the 25-yard line with 7.1 seconds left on the clock. Well, and 
and what you gotta like about that kick is when if Tim Zyke feed back to the 25-yard line once again, the way Mom's College's defense has been, other than that first play from scrimmage, you wonder if they're going to come back to that play at some point in time and do that streak route, maybe even right here, right now. I was going to say maybe with seven seconds, I'll take a shot. And hour, and the offense out for the Blue Boys. Not they, the same set, though, because they had empty backfield that first play of the game. Straight ahead. For nothing. For nothing. Maybe a yard. Uh, Trevor Smalls. We'll give you a yard, I guess. Right? Smalls, you're killing me. Smalls are killing me. <laughs> That's what I couldn't think of a line early. The yeah, I couldn't either. Smalls are killing me. Final play of the first quarter is a one-yard run by Smalls. Maybe two. Be second eight when we come back. 21-7. Mom and Collins leading Illinois College here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRM, and com. Back here at April's Own Memorial Stadium. Parents weekend here on the campus. First play of the second quarter. Hanauer going deep. He's got another man at the 35-yard line of the Scott. Deep pass, same guy. It is uh, it is Mr. Uh, Cullen Brunstein. Another big play. Gets the Blue Boys into Scott's uh, territory down to the 31-yard line. There's that play. I was, I was a play late. Yep. But that, uh, I knew they were going to come back. They just start every quarter with that, I guess. Yeah, call time. I don't know why they call time out. <laughs> First to 10 at the 36-yard line of Monmouth. And the carry straight ahead. Positive yard is there for uh, Bobby Nelson. Bobby Nelson, a junior from Miami, Florida. Great one. I thought the scouts got all the uh, players from Florida. I guess uh, Illinois College is getting down into the Coach Braun's territory down there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gain of five, second and five. This time play action fake and tackled behind the line of scrimmage. Sacked by Corbin Person at Shocker. Six and a half on the year. Six and a half for Percinet as the second one today. And that takes that nice run there by Nelson back to the original line of scrimmage. It'll be third and ten. There's that. Mama, there's that man again. That's here, what uh, Hanauer's been saying all day. Yeah, here, here's what you want to stop here. And that was a wheel route. It was late developing play there. It was a wheel route. And uh, kind of a double move, and when you have that, this person that's going to be in the backfield more times than not. Third and ten, a jump, or a uh, jump from the snap by the Scots. Oh, it took forever for light to come out. The Scots jumped, and then they got back. Yeah, they got back, and only college raised up. The lineman raised up, started pointing at Mammoth, and then finally the flag come out. So um, this could turn into a false start by Illinois College, technically. Now they're going to say it's on. They're going to say it is, uh, oh, they said he made contact. Well, that was a really late flag. It sure was. Um, I was laughing while we were off the air. Jake Nuraz has been out the last couple of weeks. He had three bottles, maybe number, probably four bottles of water in his hand, getting that to the defense at, in between the quarter there. But either he's just out for the last two weeks, right. or that's just great leadership, uh, recognizing the fact that defense has really pinned IC's offense down in the especially there in the first quarter. That was the first touchdown that has been scored on Mom College defense this year uh, This year in the first half. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good pickup. I forgot we had uh, we only allowed, what, three points to Warburg in, in the opening week loss. There's going nowhere on third and five, maybe a loss on the way back to the 30, or excuse me, the 27-yard line. So it'll be fourth and seven, and surely the Blue Boy offense will stay on the field here, yeah. It was a great read by Tyler Geary on that play. The other number 10. 
next to Jake Urat. Maybe that's who he was getting the water for. <laughs> it could have been. You to take, take care of your, your numbers. Take thing. care of the numbers. <laughs> right. Fourth and seven for the Boo Boys. Already trailing by a couple of touchdowns here. Second quarter is already going faster than the first quarter. We'll go long count again. Yep, sure enough. Everybody moved. Even Hanauer moved. The quarterback. Everybody moved. Everybody's pointing at one another. The ball boy moved. The cheerleader. <laughs> everybody moved. <laughs> even I. I think I flinched. I even on the snap. When That's a moves, big penalty. This is going to be fourth and 12 or fourth and two. This is huge. Yeah. When when everybody moves like that, God. Yeah, even even Hanauer was, was, was starting to up. take a step what back. cracked me up the sidelines. They point the other direction. All of them. <laughs> no favoritism whatsoever. No bias. Well, if it's a numbers game, the Scots have a lot more uh, guys on our sideline to point. Oh, they're going to say offsides on the Scots. And, uh, it looked like a little bit of a jailbreak by the offense, though, too. That's what kind of puzzles me. But Coach Braun is given an earful here to this sideline uh, sideline official. He's never done that before. No. Fourth and two. Now oh, that's huge. Fourth and seven to fourth and two. Well, and do you feel comfortable? You got smalls in the back, so do you feel comfortable running the ball when you haven't really? Man. And press coverage now by the Scots are going to take away. Try to take away the short stuff, especially the crossers. It is going to be Smalls, and he's going to second effort and maybe get it. There's a flag on the play, and I see lineman has no helmet. So that could be where maybe the penalty comes from. My guess is a line person that up over. Oh, boy, that's a little closer to a first down than I thought. Well, I think he's got it. I think he had to get to the the 22, and I think he's spotted at the 21, so. See what the flag is though. That came in late, and they I could see it's a tall lineman because I see moving back though. Huh? Still talking about it. We'll see if the few folks can hear. They've been pretty loud here over the uh, speaker with the official. Still, still discussing it. If you look at that down marker though, yeah, on it's, it's I mean, really it's... close. I don't know if you're getting the credit card out to. Let's see how close that yeah. is on the down marker. But. The first down sticks are up closer to the sideline than, than when they have the ball. And the Mike Brown just... Oh wow! So okay, so it was short of the uh, of the first down. So after the play, that means the play's dead, and then a penalty on Monmouth would be uh, basically post possession since you you have the ball. So it'll be half the distance to the goal from the twenty one. So it'll be a ten and a half yard line. Hey, let's give Scott Wood some credit for pulling that chain over there a little extra tight so uh, they didn't get the first down. We uh, had a MVP MVP right? We had a visit from Mr. Woods up here during the big delay. In week one against Wartburg, always an interesting uh, <laughs> conversation with Woody. Okay, they, they'd already moved the ball back. I was thinking it was uh, half the distance from. I don't think they did. I don't think they did either. Yeah, they haven't moved that football yet, have they? It's going to have to be at the 10. I don't. Now they're going to move it back. Boy, we almost got it. We almost got about a, what, a 10 yard break there. So it is going to go back to about the 11, 10 and a half. It'll be first and ten, Scott. Yeah, and, uh, I can't believe. Uh, you know, the confidence the offense has right now, that's just ten more yards. More yards again. Yeah, yeah, just more yards. I get for to pat my stat for offense. One way or another. Twelve oh seven to go, second quarter. Scott's up twenty one seven with the football. 
Fetter steps up in the pocket. He's going to run. He's got a bunch oh, of room. 20, 25, 30, makes room, 35, 40, 45, 50, into Blue oh, Boy territory, fumbles it. That's not. Are they going to say he was down? No? He wasn't down. But I wow. think Mom McCullough did get the... Yeah, I think they, they got on it. It looks Nate, like the defense and offenses are staying on the field. Although we got... I think Nate Borden was there for that. What a nice run by Riley Fetter. Isn't that usually what comes out when the head coach is in the year of the silent referee? <laughs> he, he's got to get out of my ear. you got to stay behind the thick white line there, pal. All right, it's going to be Scott football in the long run by Riley Fetter. He didn't get 61 yards like Carter Boyer did last year. Carter's week. going to probably remind <laughs> him of that. But, but how many times have you seen that in your high school calls there? Rock yes, Rose, when he was at Rockridge for the Bonneville Roseville calls too many times for the, for the Titan fan. For a Rockridge fan, great. And you're as. Welcome back, catch. Jake. Jake with another catch and another first down. Two pepperonis pizza first downs in a row on successive play. Roughing, roughing the passer, I'm pretty sure. And it is roughing the passer. Things get a little chippier. That's the third personal foul we've seen. Well, we, we so talked, far today. And we talked about it a little bit. There has been some hard hitting going on, and that's what you get in rivalry games. And we talked about that maybe more of a rivalry game for IT. But um, we've had, what, three or is that the fourth? Probably um uh, yeah, post, post whistle, post whistle roughness call that we've had, and probably could have had a couple more even to add, add to that. Scouts in the red zone, about the 17-yard line. Pass oh, caught down by Nate Thornton. He's in the end zone for the touchdown. Nice little, nice little short catch at about the 10, and then he just turned towards the sideline and left the uh, blue boy defender in his wake. Touchdown, Scott. And I think what coach. Um, free tag and Coach Braun saw in some type of film work this week is the quick hitch routes. They've hit those and the quick out routes. Evidently, that's what University of Chicago probably did to the IC last week, is my guess, because that's all we've done today is little hitch routes and out routes. Scott's up 27 to 7 with 11.34 to go, picking up where they left off last week with Grinnell, the 48 nothing win. Zelk's kick is. Good. He's four for four today from extra points. That means the Scouts have scored four touchdowns, and they're up 28-7 with 11.34 to go second quarter. We'll be back in 30 seconds following the Robert Thompson Trucking touchdown for all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs for Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. We'll be back in 30. Back here at April's Zone Memorial Stadium, Farm King kickoff following the touchdown by the Scouts, 17-yard pass from Riley Fetter to Nate Thornton. Kickoff taken at the 15. And another nice return out near the 35 by Miles Weddington. A couple decent returns for the freshman. Yeah. For the Blue Boys. If he cut left on that play, Francois Boney uh, was coming down full throttle, and I would have loved to see that hit because <laughs> Francois already had a decent hit today. I think he was part of the the helmet off the quarterback earlier. Uh, he's part of that hit. So he was coming down unscathed. No one blocked him, and he had, he had a, what, a 40, 50-yard running start. And that's not something I want him to have if I'm on the other side of the I don't know. Is there a little bit of wind going that direction? A little, yeah, out the north? A little, little breeze. The American flag, I see, is, is blowing straight out at times. That kickoff didn't go very far. Yeah, I know. No, he, months, I didn't go very far. He's gotten, uh, Selk's got it down, going the other way, down to the five a couple times, and, and uh, a, a touchback. Short 
pass caught about five yards, and now behind the play, a couple of a uh, couple of it looks like uh, Kevin Baker and a lineman for I see get tangled up on the flag come out holding on the Blue Boys. So that uh, what five six yard play is going to come back. The dead giveaway was Kevin's uniform was turned halfway around. Because <laughs> I, his I body. couldn't see his number because it was under his arm. Oh yeah, under his arm and on his shoulder pad. <laughs> It takes it all the way back to the 24-yard line, so it'll be a first and 20, our first perfect <laughs> Dugan of the day. Kevin, and the Kevin had Dugan. his hands up in the air going, what did I need to get a holding pocket? <laughs> well, I seen they were both kind of laying on the ground. I seen the flag come in. I was like, uh-oh, something's extra going on there, but apparently not. The uh, official touchdown was 16 yards to Nate Thornton, and uh, better at 45-yarder in the midst of that drive. Now, quick throw from Hanauer after the play action. Caught. And maybe a yard, and that's about it. Good open field tackle. Good uh, Scott. Michael Lord? Michael Lord, I think, in there again. Of course, he had the first pick of the year, if you recall, against Wartburg. Um, was that the first play of the game? Yeah, well, it was early. Very was early. early I know that. It was early in the night, but it was early and in I the game. He kind of got banged <laughs> up in the second half, and I, didn't remind, I don't remember calling his name a whole lot last week. I don't know if he's in or out, but I see him back in the lineup and making plays. Second and 19 for the Blue Boys. With 10.24 to go, they trail 28-7. Two moments. Stretch play. Scott's all over it. Wow. In the back. Oh, of Boy, he takes out the tackle, though. That's a nice run by Bobby Nelson. That was uh, going to be about a two-yard loss, and he gets it out over the 30-31. to 31. And, and Bobby Nelson's been, he's coming here in the second quarter, and he's been a little more impressed with him, yeah. Um, nothing is small. I'm sure he's, he's at a... His days, but uh, Bobby Nelson giving him a little bit more production right now. Third and 13, gain of six. They're almost a loss of two for Nelson, but a big third and long again for the Blue Boys. And, and I'm sure Devin Baker and Corbin Personette licking their chops here. Oh, yeah. Third and 13. Three receivers left to the right, looking out to his right. A little screen pass to... To Smalls and almost jumping the screen pass was Kevin Baker. He almost caught the screen pass. Or the seen, flat pass. We've seen him grab rebounds before, right? And yes, that was almost the same type of play there. Uh, great read by Kevin. Uh, oh, the nice play by Kevin Baker, the uh, former Boilermaker, or excuse me, uh, Animal Weathersfield, former former Titan football player, former Flying Geese uh, basketball basketball player. Yeah. Outstanding football player here for the Scots. Now it's fourth and 17. Fourth and 18 off the loss of one. High, high punt. And it hits a boot boy on the top of the helmet. Yeah, that's going to be. Catch it. Yeah. yeah, that's got to be that's catch interference. And that more importantly puts it in IC territory to start this uh, next drive. Jalen Williams was looked like he was going to. He called a fair catch. He was going to make the catch at the 46 instead. Three or four and Blue Boys was crowded around him. He hit one of them right on top of the helmet. And what a smart play because if he actually just lays off of it, it's no big deal. But due to the fact he made a 15. That's a 15. Wow, that's tough. That's a tough. So that's going to move it uh, well into. That's going to move it inside the uh, 50, inside Blue Boy territory down to the. But Sean, how smart is that? Ooh, yes, he missed a play on that and actually he's going to catch it. It sounded just dead ball right there, probably. Yeah, dead ball if you, if you back off of it, and instead we're 15 yards ahead and starting this uh, drive on the 39-yard line of the high 
What a big play. That is another good starting field position for the Scots with 8.52 to go here in the first half. 28-7 Monmouth leading the Blue Boys. Out comes Riley Fetter. Two receivers right. One left. Dylan Bone goes from the right tight end to the left tight end. And straight ahead. I have to see if that's Pinkard or Lawrence. Pinkard. Gain of about one and a half. So it'll be second and about eight and a half from just inside the 38-yard line of the Blue Boys. This will be a big touchdown here. Yeah, it'll be a really big touchdown. You're already up three scores. And then I see looking at the scoreboard saying, gosh, I don't know, especially the way their offense has been thus far. Better looking out to his right, now under pressure. Now he'll move to his left, right-handed quarterback, goes down the field. Got his man, Nate Portman at the 15, still fighting for possession. Inside the 10, he was dragging the defender who had him around the waist an extra seven yards. Nate Thornton gets up and flexes a little bit. That a boy. <laughs> he had the defender. Is that Cameron Jones? Yeah. Just uh, raped, draped around his waist, and he had him all turned around. That was another good throw. Running to his left by the right-handed throwing better. Straight ahead, Pinkert. Down to the six-yard line. A couple gonna, there. He was going to take him back to Jacksonville <laughs> on, on that. But six four, and that that kind of length, and arm span that uh, that uh, Nate brings to the game. I mean, if Jones could get help, I think he'd have drug in the last seven I yards of the right. zone. I think you're right. And and we talked about this before. Riley on the move just throws it better than a lot of quarterbacks, if not most quarterbacks, especially in Division Three. Second and goal to go now from the sixth for the Scots. We are halfway through the second quarter, right at 7.30 left. Fetter, give to Pinkert. I think. I never know. Yeah, Riley keeps Pinkard. that thing. <laughs> just Pinkard off the right side down to the five. So not much there. I think Riley's lead was to keep that one. Yeah, I was going to say he had all kinds of room around he the kinda, end there. He kind of looked over at the sidelines even before the play was done, and he's like, oh, I should have kept that bad. one. That's my bad. Wouldn't be surprised he keeps it here. Second or third in goal to go from the five. 28-7, Scouts trying to extend it to a four-score lead. And really, the read was not that bad at read. We just didn't kick out the end like we should have on that play. Better rolling right. Rolling right, he'll keep. Five, contact at the four, and maybe falls ahead. Now they're going to say, yeah, three-yard line. Yeah. So Take the extra point. Four to go, yeah. Basically, basically point. extra point. If you have the right hash. Yeah. Yeah, more points to Zelk's total, and I, I don't mind him getting uh, getting some kicks from maybe just off uh, off a hash. The thing you don't like is the angle. The yeah, yeah. Bring. This is a tight, this is a tight angle, man. <laughs> it's going to be a 19 yard attempt. Holder sitting at the nine yard line. Zelk, tough angle. He's got to bring her back a little bit, and he does. No problem. Great. Cody Zelk, 31-7, 6:05 to go, second quarter. We'll be back with the Farm King kickoff as the Scots lead by 24 points from the Blue Boys here on AM 1330 FM 94.1 WRF. Back at April's own Memorial Stadium, 6.05 to go, second quarter, 31-7 Scots. Scots kicking off. Farm King's family stole with more since 1959. Kick taken at about the nine-yard line. Out comes. Oh, nice play. And a good stick inside the 25-yard line as Miles Weddington tried to Go from the right sideline and get back to the middle of the field. That was Kate Brooks, wasn't it? Kate Brooks doing some kick coverage here. 
boy, he came out of nowhere. And I, I've seen him at the high school level, make hits like that. Boy, he came out of, it looked like a guy was blocking him. Next thing you know, he kind of shot out of the cannon and made a nice little hit, open area. I'm curious to see, I mean, Ken, I would have caught it too, but 84 let that ball go, and it might go out of bounds. Yeah, that's, that's actually a great call because he caught it right on, right on the sideline pretty much. Could have had it 35. In motion is a slot receiver from the right to left. That brings him trips left now. Single receiver right. Back to pass is Hanauer to the Blue Boys. Over the middle. Got a man at the 40, and he was oh, separated from the football. Where's the flag at? Wow, I think that's a good shot right in the, right in the midsection. I mean, how many you times? You've been a defenseless receiver. How there. many that's, times did you pickup. see that as a call? Whoa. Holy cow. That was Xavier Cooper. That looked like I mean, it was a completed pass. It was almost, I mean, your borderline fumble on that. It didn't really take, it didn't yeah. really make a football move afterwards, but it's a split second later. That's a fumble. I cannot believe there was a ball on that. In today's game. In today's game, for sure. I mean, it was it was low. It was in the midsection. Six years ago. That's a defenseless receiver right six, there. Six years ago, you don't get that call. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, that looked like a. Xavier Cooper with the hit. The junior out of Springfield, Illinois. They'll run the football and. Carry. Out over the 20-yard line, out to the 22, so a gain of three. That'll bring up a third and seven, or the third and long for the Blue Boys. Seems like they've been faced with third and long all day long. <laughs> what a shot by Xavier Cooper. Separated the football. I think it was uh, I think it was number 40 that made the catch. So it would have been um, Liddell Ferguson. No, that couldn't have been. That's a defensive line. I didn't get the number on there yet. On the hit? Tight end, yeah. Number 85. Ed Chase Blanker. Yep, there you go. Tight end. Third and seven. Hanauer quickly out in the flat. Seven. Nice play by seven again. Be short, about four yards of the first down. Short gain of about three on the little flat pass to the left of Hanauer. What a luxury mom college has when your defensive end can almost block the pass. And then still go out there and make a shoestring tackle. They can't believe how quickly Tevin Baker got in on that screen on the near side here earlier in the ball game. He almost he almost intercepted a screen pass. <laughs> got out there and made a shoestring tackle. Ooh, offense out on the field. Wow. Blue boys on fourth and four from their own twenty-five with four thirty to go. Scouts jump, but do get back. Don't make contact. Don't this is surely man. just a uh, try to draw them off thing. Oh, they're going to snap it! Wow, this is gutsy. Over the middle. And knock it down. And first down. Caught. I don't think he got forward progress to the first down. I think that's going to be short. Glenn Lewis-Charles on great coverage. It is. going to be about a yard short. Offense coming out for the Scott. Boy, that's a gutsy call by Ray DeFrisco. I know you're down 24 points, but you still got four minutes left in the second quarter. Hustling uh, is the word I would use. But then again, Monmouth College has started out in real good um, field position throughout this first half. Maybe he said, you know what, <laughs> just as good to try to go for it on fourth down. Yeah, that's one of those that he gets paid the big bucks to make those kind of decisions. And I, I think if he had a chance to do it over again, he'd probably punt the football. I was doing some, some prep on, on Ray DeFrisco. It's his seventh season at IC. He's got a winning record. He's 27-25 and 25 for his uh, his career. He knows, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. First and ten for the scouts, though. Now they have a really big chance to really put this away. Pump fake by Federer. And this is his receiver. Good coverage on the sideline. Almost too good a coverage. It looked like his yeah. hands were still on the receiver. That was, uh, was that Urez down the yeah. sideline Yeah, there. you get five yards to kind of bump him, but, man, that was, it was yeah, he looked like a. That was an out-and-up call, which what I like about that is 
it kind of set and plays up, right? We've been doing the hitch and out routes, quick routes, and isn't going to hurt to do that. Running room here for Devin Lawrence. 20, down to 18. So it'll be third to manageable, third to about three. A seven-yard run for Devin Lawrence. Not a whole lot there either. A couple of of plants and juke moves, but he didn't get seven yards out of it. Third and three pulls to Scott. They are in probably four-down territory, unless they want Cody Zelk maybe a little practice here on deep one, but just pick up the first down. Straight ahead. Short. Marcus Albert is going to carry. Albert is going to be a couple yards short. So now you got fourth and two. Do you bring out Zelk here and give him a chance? Give him some uh, give him some practice here early in the season? You know what I would do? I'd just go ahead and get up there and do a long count and then call the timeout with one second left and try to draw more. Regroup. Regroup. Do you want to eat time it? anyway? Yeah. yeah. Good call. 20, 20 seconds on the play clock. 3.18 on the game clock. 31-7 Scots. Fourth and three. Tried to draw the Blue Boys off, and now Federer will look to the sideline. I would at least still try. At least at least get up there. Yeah, yeah. There's your timeout. You should eat seven more seconds off the clock. Yeah. At least six, then call your timeout. You eat some time, and maybe you draw them off. But Scouts will take the timeout, and now we will come back in 30 seconds to see if they're going to go for it or kick two. I, I think they're going to go for it. I don't see any kicking team getting ready to, to take the field there, but I guess we'll see in 30 seconds. 304 to go. Second quarter, 317. Scouts way back. Back here at April's on Memorial Stadium. Offense is on the field full of the Scouts. They have trips left. Setter. In motion from left tight end to right tight end to fill the bone. Back to pass. Quickly over the middle. Caught. Great and catch. first down. Catch by Glenn Lewis. Uh, Nick Opsain. Excuse me. Nick Opsain. Yeah, Nick Opsain. Uh, with the catch. Just, uh, just go out and squat. I'll just, throw it to you. Yeah. Look at Riley just what, throwing about six, seven different receivers today. Yes. He's spreading it around. Yeah, he's, he's spreading it around. really spreading it around. And does Juraz and Thornton on one side, you know, that's a balanced offense when you got one one guy on one side of the field and, and Thornton on the other, Juraz uh, and Thornton, and then you got Austin who's been doing a great job of sitting in his routes, and you got Bergering coming off and Bishop coming off the bench. We've been talking the last four or five years the, the stable of running backs. I think it's switched over to the stable of receivers they've got this year. It sure has. Speaking of running backs, Devin Lawrence trying to tip toe out his way to the edge. It's pushed out of bounds at the seven-yard line, or he might have taken that in. He just ran out of room there. What did Lou Holt say? The sidelines never misses a tackle. <laughs> That's a good point. In, <laughs> in, uh, in, in any sport, basketball yeah. or football. That's right. Beat him to that sideline. Can't go any farther than that. Gain of five for Lawrence. It'll be second and five. And the uh, clock moving at 2.10. Scouts up by 24 points and trying to add it. This could be the dagger here right before the half if they get into the touchdown. Fetter, straight ahead. Lawrence, inside the five. Dragon defender. Uh, into the end down. zone. That's a, that's a man touchdown there. That's a big boy touchdown. That is a... a Eight-yard touchdown run for Devin Lawrence, and he drugged about four or five white shirts in the end zone with him. Yeah, and that's the fourth rushing touchdown of the day, so that's even better to see with uh, what we've had thus far for the first two games of the year. 37-7, to pending this extra point by Cody Zelk. Touchdown sponsored by Robert Thompson Trucking. For all your rock, sand, dirt, and grain hauling needs, call Robert Thompson Trucking at 768-2697. Hold is good. Kick is good. It is 38-7 to 7 now with a 151 to go 
here in the first half for April's War Memorial Stadium here on AM 1330 FM 94.1 WREM. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Back here at April's War Memorial Stadium on a sunny but yet cloudy sky here at the, at the Scott's. Got a lot of sun on the field and a bunch of great, great clouds near the stadium. Short kickoff to about the 13-yard line. Oh, 21 getting held. And out over the 30-yard line to the 32-yard line. Pretty good uh, good return there. Again, decent return by Miles Weddington. And it will be Blue Boy football here with a minute 43 to go. Well, you went for it on fourth down on your own 25. So I was going to say, do you how, how risky do you get? I think they're going to get as risky as they can here with a minute yeah, 43 I mean, to go. Your success from your offense to this point, the two big plays have been streak routes. Um, to, uh, I can't remember his name offhand. Um, come that up. Brunstein. Brunstein. Yeah, call him Brunstein. We forget that name. Yeah, yeah Brunstein uh, has been your playmaker, and I would think that uh, you'd be looking for him, especially on the, in this uh, drive. Shrimps left on the wide side of the field. Hanauer looking out that way under pressure. Under pressure. Tevin Baker trying oh, to get him, and he does. How he didn't fumble. Down. How he didn't fumble that, I have no idea. Tevin Baker, who is just a large human being, Devin Baker goes 6'3", 225, and he was chasing Hanauer, who's 6'2", 215, and Devin just kind of just pushed him down, just chucked him to the ground. Loss of eight on the play, second and 18. Lob pass down the left sideline. Another shot hit. by Nick Harris, and the receiver is down on the far side. Incomplete pass. Totally legal hit. It was inbound. Both receivers going up. Or both both players going up for the football, and the receiver is still down on the far sideline. He's off the side of place. They're gonna they're gonna keep going here. Now he's up. That was uh, Eugene or uh, William Campbell. He's up and back on his feet. But that is an incomplete pass. Third and eighteen. What a shot by what, Nick Harris. If how I don't know how greedy you want to get if you touch Brown, but the first half, if it's a completed pass, I'm sure Mom College uses oh run. You call your time out here, don't you? I, I think so. Oh, my and goodness. Another shot by Harris. I'm hitting going on, Sean. Was that Dick Harris? Nick Harris. Yes. Holy he delivered. Hell, he laid a today. lick on that running back. Another big hit. You heard the PA announcer. Another big hit by Nick Harris. It's fourth and 12. Yeah, the Scott's taking time out. Why not? Yeah, because if you don't complete your first down here, what a ball I mean, game Nick Harris is at. It looks like they're going to go for it again, Sean. I guess why not? Fourth and 12, yeah, at this point, why not? Yeah. On your own 30-yard line with a minute to go. Really the same scenario we had in the last, last drive. Um, they were about the same spot, weren't they? Wow, this, uh, this, this, this is a rivalry. This is a rivalry. And right now, as far as physicality, the Scots get the better of this one. I see Corbin Personette over here on the side. Wouldn't you have him in on this one? Yeah, it's, unless they're almost certain if they're going to punt it away, but no, if they're not, they're well, not, yeah. They're not punting. I see Corbin starting <laughs> He was going to get him a drink of water, relax a little bit. Now he's kind of heading back away, the field. Yeah, I got to get number seven and a half. <laughs> Fourth and 12. Timeout taken by the scouts. A, a uh, Tickham's Electric timeout. If you're looking for an electrician contractor you can trust, call yep. Tickham's Electric. Here comes three, the punting. Right. Yeah, good move. Or go to TakeUsElectric.com. Jalen Williams will go back deep to receive for the Scots. The uh, breeze is really starting to pick up here. My apologies to Tinkham Electric there. I didn't mean to jump in there, but I was surprised that the punt team actually come out there. Yeah. 
Yeah, fourth and 12, you go for it on your own 25. Ooh, bad snap. Oh, now running for his life and take it down. The uh, punter is listed as uh, Zach Benol. Ben- Let me find his uh, name here. Francois. Uh, yeah, Francois Boney on the tackle. Wow, you named you mentioned his name earlier Bergeron? too. Was that Bergeron? Wow. They both were well, Bergeron, yeah, Bergeron's uh Bergeron's had a couple of tackles uh I've seen on the tackle chart here in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, because so. there's Francois right over here. So yeah, Jack and Bergeron on a nice play coming up and tackling. Big old smile from the former United Red Storm. <laughs> okay, Mom's College has zero timeouts. So it's uh fifty four point four seconds left. At the 19-yard line of the Blue Boys, by the time the punter was was uh, holy cow <laughs> thrown to the turf by Berger, Fetter will roll right on an opposite spin. Oh, there he got a wide open man at the nine. It's Thornton. Pushed out of bounds. The clock will stop at the six-yard line. You know, we talked about the balanced offense. What I liked, you had Austin over there. You had Thornton, and you had Uraz, and I think Uraz might have been blocking before the catch. Yep, good call, good catch. Yeah, Yeah, good catch. So that'll wipe out the... All three of those guys on the same side of the field that are running around. What a luxury. (laughs) This this, uh, stable of running, or uh, excuse me, wide receiver, I'm so used to saying stable of running backs here for this guy. And they they do have a nice nice set of running backs, but these these wide receivers are outstanding. You just don't don't see 6'4", 6'3", 6'3", as your receiving court. First and ten, back to the 16 now. Better looking at his left. Now he's pressured. Yeah, he he's going to go down at the 22-yard line. Yeah, he's had so much time. He's had quite a bit of time. Now they got uh, the coach Merle says, let's go, get on it, get on it. Second and if you're IT here, you're jumping. 17. I would jump the out route. Jump the out route if you're IT here. With 20 seconds, no timeouts for the Scots. Looking to his left is better. Goes up the right field. He's got the man at the first down at the 11. I think it is. That's really close. Yeah, you could you could clock it here because it's only third down, but that'll leave you with the fourth. And he does. Better clocks it with five seconds. It is going to be just short. Third and one. Boy, I'm almost why they wouldn't stop the clock to measure that maybe. But I suppose you got to you know. Yeah, if not, if you if you. I don't know how that's handled with, with time running out. Great clock management there by the offense, though. Even though there was a sack on that particular play, there was good clock management by Riley and the group. Cody Zelk out for the field goal now on fourth and two. It'll be a 24-yarder. It is up, and it is good. Cody Zelk with .9 seconds left. What's wrong with the clock operator? You got to get that last .9 ran off. <laughs> it is a... Uh, 30-41-7 now with two field goals today by uh, Cody Zog. I don't know anything that the Scots have not done well today. Just the first play of the game. The first, the very first play of the game. Yeah, the I, call, I call Coach Braun. He should have called the timeout after the timeout. <laughs> right. That's right. That's just it, Coach. Yeah, it's horrible, Coach. Yeah, take the timeout after the timeout. 41-7 after the field goal by Cody Zog. Still .9 seconds left. On the clock, and the uh, Scott sideline trying to get this uh, home crowd, good home crowd today. That's a bunch of folks in the bleachers today on Parents Weekend here on campus. 0.9 seconds left. We'll just keep it here. 41 to 7, Scotts. Two field goals here by Mr. Cody Zelt. And uh, what was the score at the end of the first quarter? You remember? 
this seems like it's just been very successful. The 21 yeah, or? So I guess 17 points with four scores, a couple field goals thrown in there here in the second quarter by the uh, Scouts. Or did we score to begin the second quarter? I think yeah. we may have scored to begin the second quarter. Punch kick with .9 seconds left. Comes all the way back to Weddington at the 20. And out of bounds, and that's going to end the first half. What a nice first half here by the Scots. 41-7. to Monmouth College leading Illinois College. Is there a flag on the play? Oh, that's in the first half. That's going to be, it's going to be it. It's going to be done. As uh, Coach Braun, referees are waiting for IC to get off the field. Yeah, even the referees have said, let's wait for IC to clear before we mix up. So I'm guessing, along with a few extracurricular flags out there, maybe a little uh, a little talk going on between the well, two. Well, and are picking up on. You know how IC came out on the mom College side of the field, did their uh, little right where the Scots usually war gather dance, up. war dance or whatever they were doing. They don't look as hip on this. Reach, you know, leaving the field, they're kind of walking off and defeat already. Of course, with the scoreboard the way it is. Uh, why wouldn't you? But we've got a second half to play. 41 7. We'll be back with a halftime here in three minutes. Welcome back to April's Orton Memorial Stadium as we start the halftime show, sponsored by LNP Insurance Agency. For your auto, home, commercial, and farm insurance needs, contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin at 734 2116. What a first half by the Fighting Scots, 41 7. Uh, five touchdowns and a couple of field goals thrown in there as well for good measure because this got the 34-point uh, lead trying to get to 2-0 in the Midwest Conference and uh, get into their bye week on, on a good note. So far, so far they've done it, Brent. They sure have, and the key of the game was run the football, and that's what they've done thus far, and IC has not. IC's offense has pretty much been a couple streak routes uh, that have been completed, but it uh, looks like even late in the second quarter their mom's college uh, defense cleaned that up. It looks like the special teams got has gotten a little better in the last uh, well since Wartburg. It's a little school little iffy on on opening night. Yeah, they sure have. And if you're the coaching staff from Monmouth College, early on in the season, you're platooning a lot of guys due to the fact football conditioning is hard to get in condition. I mean, you're getting hit every play. Guys basically are all over each other, and you're running up and down the field that way. So to get into condition, um, you have to play two or three games. Now we're at the third game of the year. Now you're not platooning as much, so the guys that are on the, on the field are the guys that probably deserve that more so than, than anything, and you're not seeing as many penalties. You're seeing better coverage. It just all adds up. Running the football a little better today, too. Oh, not, I'm a ton better, but better. You know, um, give a lot of credit to the offensive line, but also the running backs. So we are talking about yak yardage um, is, is really what's really kind of, I would say, put in the end zone a couple different times. If they've been hit at the line of scrimmage or two yards deep, and they're getting that extra four or five yards to get it in the end zone. So joining us here at the halftime show, I, w- I was going to say the old SID here, but I'll say former. The, the, I appreciate that, Sean. <laughs> the former SID. Coach, coach T-Bone Al Butler, the volleyball coach, introduced me to Coach Jones, the new basketball coach, uh, when she got hired. And immediately introduced me as the old SID, <laughs> and then started to backtrack and told me how young I looked. <laughs> so yeah, it's too late. The cat's out of the bag. Stress, uh, the stress of the world, right. old, right? Exactly. Uh, the, the the stress is gone of, of dealing with uh, Sean Temple. And it's just been great. <laughs> I understand that. I was going to say I, I I missed I missed our our Monday morning chats on the morning show, and of course uh, corresponding all week long about 
about things going on with, with Fighty Scott's athletics. But how's things been with you, my man? Oh, it's pretty good. Other than the uh, torn tendon, bee stings, yeah. and poison ivy, it's been great. Well, see, I didn't <laughs> hear about the bee stings and poison ivy. I knew, I knew you had some tendon yeah, issues. Yeah, but no, I actually was healthy enough uh, working for the park, for, uh, park district this year that I got some bee stings and poison ivy. <laughs> You're not allergic, right? It's, no, it's good. No, but uh, I can tell you that yellow jacket stings do hurt. Yeah, but not a myth. I'm I'm probably one of the very few people I've never been stung by anything. Bees, wasps, nothing. And I keep saying that, so maybe it's good luck. I just keep yeah. saying it. So I don't you're a Pittsburgh fan, so that's you think I'm a target. There's your thing. Right. There's your thing. I've had enough. I've had enough. Believe me, I've had enough. Uh, how things with you? How about your Cardinals? How about them St. Louis Cardinals? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I've got, uh, I'm taping uh, this afternoon's game in case it's number 700. I'd like to see the celebration, but yeah, they're, they're playing well, and I'm fortunate that my wife is a big baseball fan, Nice. so we've watched Cardinal baseball almost every game this year, Wow! and uh, that was one of the one of the questions in my interview before I proposed, <laughs> you know, are you a baseball it's fan? It's in the vows, right? Yeah. It's in the vows, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we were able to take in a game on our 39th anniversary this this spring. Good, I was going to ask you, but now the Bush got on the, the fan summer. cam on that game. Nice. Yeah. Just cam or anything? Or just no, you know, and as a matter of fact, it just happened that uh, we had box seats, and I told the usher it was our anniversary. Thinking maybe I would get some, you know, concession stand yeah. tickets. He's looking for a, for a financial them. thing. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah but uh, they did get us on the fan camp. Right. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, did you, were you able to make it out to the opening night with the Warfers? Kind of thing we had going on. No, you know, it, it's funny when when I was doing radio and then, and then I left there. I told my wife, you know, the nice thing about it is. If the weather looks like it's going to suck, I don't have to be there. <laughs> and so it's kind of the same deal uh, retiring as the SID. I looked at the weather, and, and I saw that, and I was like, you know, 11 years ago to the day, same forecast. I, I've read that book, and I'm, I'm not rereading it, so I just stayed home. I, yeah, I mean, it would it would it was very neat. It was kind of a neat deal. Yeah. Just kind of your thoughts on it, because you well, spent so much time here. You know, it was, it was funny, because when we uh, got the artificial turf and got the lights, and uh, we had to uh, walk the turf night, and it was just—it wasn't even a scrimmage, really. It was just fans who come out on the turf. And I was up here in the press box, and I, I walked by the main working area and just glanced out the window, and it was so cool to see the field illuminated, and then darkness all around it. It was really, really uh, a cool sight. There was a, there was a big old puddle on here at one time, and you've seen that big old puddle. The puddle doesn't last long. No, and you know, and the funny thing is, we we've had that. Uh, well, we put that Wartburg game in 2011, and then a few years ago, uh, Illinois College was here, and we had a like uh, we didn't have a, uh, as lengthy a delay, but we had delays. And then we've had it for lacrosse. I remember uh, women's lacrosse. Uh, it was the first or second year uh, we had it here. Uh, we had a major weather delay when there was so much water uh, that it just it couldn't get off the field. So yeah, we've uh, we, we've had a significant amount of experience with water on the field. However. I can recall back to my radio days when we had the grass turf, and uh, that would have been a whole other. Uh, we had a lone bagpiper out there on the field, and it was raining like crazy. And he he played about two minutes and finally gave up. We've had you know we've had the field torn up uh, with with the rain, uh, so it's so nice to have the the artificial turf, and you know it looks great. Uh, you've got solid footing, and and now the lacrosse is being played on it. You know. If if we didn't have the artificial turf, uh, the oh, field man. would be in in really rough shape. Do you miss campus very much? 
Uh, I have not been on campus too much with you know, we, uh, we moved out of town a year about a year ago, and so I don't get to campus too much. I am working for the park district, so I am here uh, through the summer months uh, a few days a week. Uh, but yeah, I really haven't been on campus that much. Uh, uh, you know, it brings back a lot of memories, and I walked through Huff Center uh, on my way here. I forgot it was family weekend, so I couldn't find a parking space. No, yep. Uh, but yeah, I walked through the Huff Athletic Center, and uh, uh, that you know brought back some memories. And I went, you know, went downstairs. Like, oh, we got new carpet. <laughs> and when I talk to people, I say we, and I'm like, I don't work there anymore. <laughs> it's always going to be. But we. yeah, it's, it's always going to be going to be we. Uh, in fact, my ringtone now is a is a bagpipe. Is it? Yes. Nice. He just can't get away. Yeah. Well, I had them on my uh, alarm clock, and uh, when I retired, my wife says, "You're not having those on your <laughs> yeah, alarm anymore." Not, so I pipe. put them on the ringtone. Oh, that'll work. She's yeah. got she's got a compromise. Yeah, no, no, I compromise. Yeah. I, I'm retired now. I can irritate her twenty four seven. Poor. Yeah. Poor K. Poor K. <laughs> I heard you retiring. I was like, poor K. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've got a, a long list of funny new things. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so how is that? We go back to the tendon injury. How's that doing? Because I think uh, yeah, when we talked to you, uh, you were still you were still kind of kind of buckled yeah, up a little bit. Yeah, last I was year. in the, uh, the arm brace. I yeah. tore the bicep tendon uh, in August of last year and had surgery uh, uh, in September of last year. Had to do. Uh, gosh, I, I can't remember how long I was in the brace, but it was like months. And then uh, did rehab to about March, and I uh, got the all clear. And uh, so yeah, it's. it's it's back to 100%, uh, and it, it's funny, much like many athletes, and of course you guys know I'm not an athlete, but I'm leery of picking heavy stuff up with it. And I'm always I, leery of picking heavy well, stuff up. I, I was so proud of myself the other day. Uh, I work, I picked up the air compressor that's probably 25 pounds or so with the right hand, and the uh, uh, sure, the bank pipes down there. I thought that was my phone. <laughs> but I, you know, I picked it up with my right hand, and I think I'm like, Maybe I'm past that. I'm I'm through babying it. Well, it's that's the whole mental thing. I've never had yeah. a major injury. I've never been athletic enough to have a major injury. But I mean, that's the that's the hurdle, right? I mean, well, Brett, I, you you're an athlete of the three of us, so yeah. I don't know if that's the <laughs> anyway. It's a high pedestal. It's being modest is really too many innings. That's why that's he had that arm right. injury, right? Yeah. Now, if you're talking about too many innings. Dugan is the guy. I had three straight to the conference yes, tournament. I tell that story uh, during my, my glorious baseball coaching career. I tell that story about every year to my pitchers. Here's the definition of a bulldog, and I tell that story of throwing it. At Whenever the, the opposing team gives you a standing O, that's saying a lot. So. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, no, my my uh, uh, my my issue is just in case I'm getting old, getting yeah. older. Older. Yeah. Older. No, but you do find that the older you get, the more those things linger around and don't even remember why you did something. All of a sudden, you got a pulled muscle the next day. Or <laughs> well, I, yeah, I heard my neck sneezing the other day. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I was hitting batting, uh, hitting fly balls the outfield the spring, bending down, getting the ball, pick it up, hit it, do that numerous times. The next day, my hamstrings are so tight, I can't even get out of bed. <laughs> like, how come that happens, right? But back, to, back to the athletic side of things, when you are an athlete and doing those every day, and stretching out properly and still doing the workouts that you should. I mean, those injuries seem to... Yeah. Well, as, you, as you get older, recovery time increases. And, and I, I know from playing you know, summer softball that it used to be, you know, I got to feel good again in a couple of days, and then it got to be three or four days, and then it got to be a week. And at that point, uh, I realized that I'm too old to be playing because it's just taking the body too long to recover. When I uh, when I started playing 
fast pitch softball, I'd see all the old guys in the outfield stretching before games. We're in the dugout. The young guys were like, yeah. look at the old guys out there stretching. It wasn't long before I was one of the old guys out there stretching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't realize when you're young that you shouldn't be stretching. And my, my daughter is a great example of, as she got older, now in her 30s, she realized that fitness is important. And I'm like, man, if you would have worked out this hard when you were playing ball, you could have picked up a couple miles an hour on the fastball. But being young, you don't realize yeah. that. And, and when I was young, I never I never knew what a warm-up was. Get the ball, throw hard mm-hmm. right away. What do they say? Something's wasted on the young. Wisdom is wasted on the old. I guess I'm switching <laughs> it around. Wisdom's wasted on the old and whatever it is, wasted on the youth. Dan, thank you so much for stopping by the booth. Anytime you're April's War Memorial Stadium, make sure you let us know so we can find out what you've been up to. I will not not much. I've taken a lot of naps. I'm getting caught up on on my naps that I missed when I was in the radio business and the SID business. You didn't get a lot of naps here. It's hopping. It's hopping doing the SID yeah, business. Yeah, but the, you know, as you know, you learn how to nap when time becomes available. So is your nap time, Jay Redfern, who used to be at the Register Mail in Galesburg, uh, asked, you know, what, "What is your nap time?" And I said, "It's whatever." Time is available. If it's five minutes, it's five minutes. If it's four hours, it's four hours. They say they say all you need is twenty minute nap. Yeah. I, that's a little low for me, but I'll my, take it. My father in law did that uh, at his lunch time, and you know, fifteen twenty minutes, and he was good to go. And and I started incorporating that uh, as an SID. That that really helps. You know, Whenever you see Dan's doors locked, it's usually a twenty minute yeah. nap time. Yeah, you, you realize, you know. They were right in kindergarten. You need an afternoon nap. You need a nap. You definitely need a nap. <laughs> I need a nap anyway because I act like a kindergartner. So. Guys, good, really good to see you. Well, you too. Here and uh, try to keep the rain away. The first sign of rain, I'm leaving. I tell you what, it rained this morning, and I thought, nope, not again. Not again. But uh, we've had, we had a pretty good day so far. It is clogged up a little bit now, though. All right. Thank you so much, Dan. We appreciate it. Former SID here at Monmouth College on the halftime show. We'll take a one-minute break, come back, and break down the stats here from the first half. It is 41-7, Monmouth leading Illinois College. April's on Memorial Stadium. We'll be back on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WRAM, and RadioMonmouth.com. Back here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WRAM. We'll take a look at your halftime stats here, which is uh, sponsored by Save-A-Lot Food Stores, courtesy of Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Save-A-Lot of time, save-a-lot of money, save-a-lot food store in Monmouth as we continue the L&P Insurance Agency halftime show. My broadcast partner, Brent Dugan, what are you seeing on the stats, my man? Well, you see a lot of diversity. We talked about how many receivers had been hit with passes. You had Thornton, Uraz, Austin, Austin, uh, Sigley. I remember Bishop catching a pass there and yeah, Bergeron. Right. They're not on the stats. Wow. Huh, but I do remember it. I was going to just point that out. What an efficient uh, job of Riley Federer. 14 and 17, 190 and a touchdown. I imagine why that was so efficient is because of the running game. You had um, diversification there as well. Devin Lawrence, eight carries, 68 yards. Uh, Federer, six carries, 62 yards. And you had that one long one right there when the only bad field position we had there to start that second quarter. Ten uh, carries by Pinkert, 23 yards. One carry by Austin on that little jet, jet sweep for 13 yards. And that's a good day of running. Um, in any day, but now it's only first half. Yeah. As both teams are, are on the field, uh, coming out here with about a minute 19 to go, looking at some scores around the Midwest Conference. University of Chicago up on Beloit, just starting the third quarter, 27-3. to So, really, if you're Beloit College, you're holding University of Chicago to 27 points is a miracle. What else you see on the stats? Well, and you got net yards of one. 
for rushing um, as far as our Illinois college. We talked about the keys of the game. If one, one or the other team can run the ball, and that's what's happened with Mammoth. I don't know if that's a great result of a 41-7 because tilt position has played a great factor. But you gotta you got to kind of tip your hat to Mammoth College offense, at least running the ball better than they have the last the previous two weeks. And I see certainly has, hasn't. Trying to find a uh, a score of the uh, Grinnell game, and I'm not finding one here. But uh, Lake Forest, who's another one of the uh, top teams in the preseason poll, as ahead of uh, Boy 27 to three, and uh, maybe I can find a uh, Lake Forest score as well. They're uh, playing Knox College. They didn't get started till two o'clock, so uh, a little bit of late start there for for the uh, Lake Forest Foresters. Uh, looking at the standings here real quick, Lake Forest is on top with an opening week win. They're tied with University of Chicago. Rippin, Monmouth got a win last week, and Cornell College, all winners in the first week of uh, Midwest Conference football last week. And the only undefeated team still in the conference is Lake Forest, uh, Chicago, and Rippin. That's the uh, kind of the usual suspects and the ones looking at the preseason poll they thought was going to be the favorites coming in. Right, exactly. And, you know, that I would tell you this, Monmouth College, year in, year out, always has a leadoff game that is, is – Tougher than anyone else. Yeah, and that's fun. Um, I know we're a little biased maybe, but I say tougher than anyone else is just from the standpoint the teams that beat them the first game or we beat, they're always in the playoffs or at least contending to be in the playoffs. The uh, the thing with the Midwest Conference is you, you do not get an at-large berth. So only the conference winner gets in. So there's no need to pick some patsy to play week one to get get that extra win. Why not, why not test yourself? Because you, you got to win the conference anyway. Right, and, and you and I have done several games, and it's always that first-round loss by Midwest Conference anyway. When they get in the playoffs, we've had a couple years with Mama um, College, especially in the Canning area, Canning area era, that uh, they were they would get two or three games deep into playoffs, but you really don't see Midwest Com- Conference represented real well in the NCAA tournament. There is Unfortunately. a – and I, I wish I had the information sitting in front of you, but the Midwest Conference runner-up this year is actually going to a bowl, uh, a bowl, and I think it's in Wisconsin. I'll, I'll have some more, uh, some more information on you is folks. Something new? You folks. Yeah, something just starting this year, okay. and, and I'll do some more research on it for our broadcast next week. Oh, um, yeah, the, the, the runner-up is going to, to some sort of bowl, playing another conference's runner-up, so... We'll get with that. That gets that information. But the kickoff, the Farm King kickoff, taken by the Scots at the 10 yard line. Jalen Williams out, uh, decent return out over the 30. So over the 31. So, Sean, if you're IC, down 41 7, and you're giving Mom's College, they're getting the ball right off right off the bat, scored right before half in a nice, what do you want to call it, one minute offense um, with the field goal. Did a nice job of using the clock and time management there, I, even with the sack. With no timeout, so great job on Mom's College's um, offense to kind of close the half with a field goal, and then you come out here and 31 yard line, great field position once again to start the second half. All right, Scouts on the ball, 31 yard line, their own 31 with a 41-7 lead, just underway. 14:53. That's the time that the uh, IC went deep. Should have went deep. <laughs> Maybe they're going to go deep with the running back here, <laughs> Devin Lawrence. Oh, he almost broke that one. Shaking out of tackles out over the 40 to 43, so about a 12 yard run for. Devin Lawrence, and I finally have found the information on the runner-up. This year's runner-up, the Midwest Conference football runner-up, will be eligible to participate in the inaugural Cousins Subs Bowl, Lakefront Bowl, in, uh, I think, the Chicago area, I believe. It's not 
It's not Buffalo or Wild Wings. Or yeah, I don't know. It's the Orange Bowl or anything like the that. The Cousins Subs Bowl. So straight ahead, Lawrence this time no room out to the 44, so they get him a yard gain. So it'll be second and nine. You know, you're you're full of questions and asking me. Let me ask you one. What are you going to do if your mom calls you and say, half? What are you looking for? What are you doing? I'm putting the coach's hat on you there, Sean. Um, I'm going to definitely try to establish that running game. It's only throw, only throw when I have to here in the second half. One, get to get the clock moving. It's a physical game. Uh, he's less less injuries, the better. There's Riley Fetter straight ahead. He's into Blue Boy territory, and just for the reason I just said, because uh, uh, that is uh, let's see, zero for. Trent Durrell, a linebacker, stuck his shoulder pads right in the midsection of Riley Federer after a big game. Another pepperoni's pizza first down to the 45. Yeah, I'm just going to keep it on the ground, nothing fancy. Try to get the clock moving as quickly as possible going into a bye week next week, which that might play into it, too. You've got another extra week to get get healthy. And here's the other side of it. With Riley being off last week, maybe you look at him and and kind of do a little bit more. Oh, nice, nice tackle by number 21 there. And Fetter is taken down behind the line of scrimmage about a six-yard wall. Keegan Robbins from Dana, Dana, Illinois, Fieldgrass. Um, but just to keep that rhythm for, like you said, the bye week next week, um, I'm sure Boyer's going to try to get back in the lineup, and then it gives you the two-quarterback option once again. But why would he only have one game under his belt this year? Let's off last week. Third and 16 for the Scots. Second and 16 for the Scots. Back in their own territory. It's 49. Back to pass is better. Looking over the middle. Got a man wide open. That's a 32. 30. 25. Finally taken down on the leg tackle by the Blue Boys, but not before. A first down for the Scots. And that was... William Campbell. Yeah. Um, with the, with the, another... Did he have a catch in the first half? I don't think he had a catch in the first half. I don't didn't he? think he did. No. Oh, you know what? I'm trying to look at the wrong line. It was, That's on the bishop. Was that? Brennan uh, bishop. bishop. Yeah, Brennan Bishop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I was. I knew there was. Uh, I flipped my paper here half time. First and ten. I do it all the time. Twenty-three yard line. Twenty-two yard line of the Blue Boys is Scott's threatening for another touchdown here. Lawrence up a little crease off the right side, down to about the sixteen yard line. So gain of six yards. We talked about Devin I and I wasn't trying to be hard on him there in the first couple of runs he, that he had, but he did stick his foot in the ground there and he got up upfield, and that's what I like to see out of Devin. We both like seeing him run in that secondary, and, and when he gets going downhill, it's, he's hard to bring down. Second and four now after the six-yard game. Scott's eating some time off the clock here, down to 11 and a half left on the first drive right Ball side tipped. of the field, tipped at the line of scrimmage. Fetter's pass was tipped. Balls by T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt. I wish. As a Tudor fan, I wish. Yeah, we'll be, bring we'll that be in. Wa- it's going to be a little <laughs> awful for the Steelers fans see T.J. Watt on the field. That's not fun at all. Sorry, Sean. I Thanks. didn't bring that up. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> but he, he did see him do that a lot uh, in week one of uh, the single He single-handedly beat the Bengals, I'd say. Yeah, he, he certainly did. Third and four. Better spins, kind of an opposite spin again, going well, he throws such a good ball to his left being a right handed quarterback. Throws a strike to Jake Urez and now or Thornton. Nate Thornton kind of shaking up a little bit. Another physical tackle out there and then uh, Nate's gonna 
Not the ball game holding his chest. Well, he took he took it. He got the wind knocked out of him, didn't he? Yeah, which, you know, if anybody out there listening has had the wind knocked out, you feel like you're dying at the time. I am never going to take another breath the rest of my life. First and ten. He's over there cussing highly out right now. First and ten for the Scots on the Blue Boy 12-yard line as we're under 11 minutes to go now. Four-plus-minute drive here by the Scots to start the second half, and Lawrence has ran out of bounds. Not a whole lot there, if any. Stretch play out to the left side. So when you Couldn't talk, quite get to the edge. When you talk to Coach Brown this week, will you have him change Pickert or Devin's number? 28 <laughs> yes. looks like 26. 28 looks and way they, too much like a 26. And do they not have the same kind of frame? I mean, they can elusiveness. I mean, everything looks the same. We were doing uh, we were doing the Mama Throwsville game up at Sherrard last night, and the uh, the Titans get a get a win, fifty one to twenty, and they've got the skinny numbers on their front of their jerseys with a long tail on a six. So when it gets crunched together, just like here, the sixes look like eight. <laughs> Second and eleven for the Scots. Back to pass is Fetter. Throws out to his right, Jackson Bergeron. Caught at the eight. Five. He's in for the touchdown. Big move by Jackson Bergeron at the five, shaking a couple of tacklers. 47 to seven, pending the extra point, Scott, with 10 away to go third quarter. I said this earlier, but I love the way Jackson comes back to the football, and you're not going to give up any pick six or any pick whatsoever uh, from a quarterback standpoint when Bergeron and your receivers do that kind of have those kind of moves. Wow, that's got to be a nightmare to game plan against this uh, this Scott's passing game. 10.08 to go. Selcom for the extra point. He's perfect today and continues to be perfect. Sixth extra point for Mr. Zell today, and it is 48-7. The Scots with a 41-point lead with 10.08 to go here in the third quarter. We'll be back here on AM 1330 FM 94.1 WREM. Following the Robert Townsend trucking touchdown by Jackson Bergeron, the Farm King kickoff comes to yeah, finally uh, kick off by the sideline, and Weddington lets it go out of bounds, but you mentioned in the first I half. Know, he done. We heard the radio guy from Monmouth College. He said, let the ball go out of bounds. Yeah, that was probably filtered down to the, uh, the locker room. I'm sure after. it was. Our expertise. Hey, hey somebody's listened to the uh, WRAM game of the uh, of the Scots today, and, and they said you should let that ball go out of bounds. <laughs> Halftime adjustment. Halftime adjustment. We're, we're here to help. 35-yard line is where the Blue Boys will take over here on their first possession of the second half. Almost a five-minute drive by the Scots. Let's say we take a couple more of those to eat some clock this uh, second half, get out of here healthy into the bye week. Straight ahead, Smalls. Back to the line of scrimmage, maybe a half a yard. Well, and that's designed to be a kickout block by the left left guards with kick out Tevin Baker and couldn't get to him. And the result of that is only a one yard gain. Nice job by Tevin Baker. Is that a sharp kid walking down there uh, right in front that's of the like Cage. That's Cage Sharp. That looks like, look like one of the sharps. Oh, ball on the ground. Uh-oh. Bad Uh-oh. handoff. Uh-oh. Still on the ground. Smalls gets on it, but it's well inside the 30 back to the 20. Seven-yard line is where they'll put it down, and that's going to be a third and really long now. Not quite perfect Dugan range, but third and 18. Smalls, Smalls didn't need that on his stat line. That's another negative game for him. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a great snap. It wasn't a, a terrible snap. I don't know if he took his eyes off of it. I think so. Afraid to make the uh, either the handoff or the pitch. Third and 18, Hanauer back to pass for the Blue Boys. Flushed out to his left. 
pulls up and throws. Picked off at midfield. Glenn Lewis Charles, the law firm, down to the 20, 15, 10. Doesn't quite get into the end zone. But Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles gets the uh, interception and now running off to the side. Do they have uh, some kind of... Uh, do they have some kind of turnover thing? I don't know. Did uh, did maybe Coach Brown put a stop to that? Because yeah, they had they, my, uh, <laughs> they had a basketball hoop on the side. And for folks that don't watch a lot of college football, a lot of college major college football teams have a uh, have a uh, uh, some kind of turnover deal where they have like a chain or something. And and Monmouth College, the opening night of Warburg, had a uh, basketball backboard, and they were dunking after a uh, turnover. But I don't yeah. see the basketball. You and I can only get the net. They they were dunking. <laughs> right, I remember us talking about that now. At Warburg, the night game here. Yeah, it looks like the umbrellas are starting to pop out here a little bit. I had to say something about the rain at halftime, didn't I? You sure did. So we're gonna get a little uh, rain here now. Um, Scouts with the football after the uh, after the interception by Jeremiah Glenn Lewis Charles. It's first and goal to go. Was first and goal to go at the, at the five. Now it's going to be second and goal to go at the four. As the Scots ready to get over that fifty point mark here against the Illinois College Blue Boys, and either a touchdown or a field goal to get some over the uh, early mark. Early in the third. Yeah. Eight thirty left here in uh, quarter number three. And taking the snap is a new quarterback. I'll get the number of that young man. That is, uh, let's see, 13. That's Ashton Summers, the uh, sophomore out of Mount Zion. Taking the snaps now for the Scots. They give to uh, start to get a little uh, raindrops in here in the uh, in the booth. So we'll close up the window here for you folks. Flag on the play. No gain on the play for actually loss of uh, about three yards back to the seventh. So, as the uh, fans really making a mass exodus for the uh, exits here with the scouts with a 41-point lead and the rain coming down. <laughs> yeah, and, and the wind kind of blowing it in. Hopefully blows it out really quick. Like the penalties on Mom's College. I, I kind of laughed at the end of the play. I saw two guys from Mom's College offensive line look like they were blocking each other <laughs> on that particular play. <laughs> sure, we're probably going to see quite a few substitutions here the rest of the uh, rest of the way out. As the quarterback now with Carter Boyer uh, not dressed today. Ashton Summers, the backup quarterback from Mount Zion, just a sophomore. As Boyer and Federer are both seniors. So, Ashton Summers, you might possibly be looking at the future here. Right to pass to Summers out to his left. And overthrows Bone down the middle of the field. Would have took a great throw to drop it in over the DBs yeah. anyway. But looked a little anxious on that throw. and. Need to kind of just relax and have a little bit more poise on that throw. Kind of got a little excited on that one. It's going to be fourth down here from the 14. No field goal unit looks like they're coming in. Third and goal from the 14. Yeah, I think it's third because there was a turn. Oh, the, yep. third and goal. Yep, yep. I was thinking it was fourth down. So they still got a shot here to get to the end zone on fourth. And goal from the 14-yard line. What's, uh, what's a mom's college football game without rain? <laughs> It rained this morning. I thought, well, maybe we got out of the way early. We won't see any. It rained uh, big time in Grinnell last night. A little handoff off the left side. Uh, didn't get to the end zone. But Cade Brooks did get to the 10-yard line, so a gain of three. It'll be fourth and goal. Now on comes Cody Zell. This will be about a 27-yarder for Zell. He's already two for two today, six for six on extra points. He's uh, he's buying for special teams player of the week for Mount College, which, by the way, 
Nate Thornton got uh, the offensive player of the uh, no. How do you do that? West Conference seven catches, two hundred five, and three touchdowns, sixth most yards in program history, and that's counting an Alex Tanny program. <laughs> yeah. Good kick is good. Cody Zelf from twenty-five yards out makes it fifty-one to seven as the Scots go over the fifty-point mark with seven twenty-two to go. Third quarter. We'll be back in thirty seconds. Welcome back, April's on Memorial Stadium, 51 to 7 after the 25 yard field goal by Cody Zelk. Zelk will kick off now. Farm can kick off, taken by Wedding Thing at about the 9, 15, 20, 25, and gets out to about the 30 yard line. Or they'll probably spot the football. It'll be first and 10 for the Boo Boys as we get some raindrops here. Now the pouring ramps, we'll still seeing some dry pavement down there, but. With a 51 to 7 score, not a lot of fans unless your unless your parents probably going to stick around a whole lot. Yeah, especially with the score the way it is, 51 to 7, and and who's getting who? The ones that are staying there probably are seeing the their kid play, uh, hopefully play here in the second, well, second half. Yeah, you see a lot of folks probably uh, getting in and out of the lineup here in the second half. First and 10 for is Hanauer still in? No, we got a new quarterback for. The Blue Boys as well. That looks like it is Cameron Jones. No, can't be Cameron Jones. Yeah, I think he came in when his helmet came off. What? what uh... Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot Hanauer did that to sit a play, and we were trying to figure out who it was. Yeah, number five. That's Cameron Jones. He's listed as defensive back, wide receiver, but and he's not the uh, backup quarterback. The backup quarterback is Bryson Bryson Brown. Bryson Brown. Excuse me. Bryson Brown is the is listed backup, but. Is that Hanauer back in? He's back in now. Yeah, Hanauer's back in. So maybe, maybe that was one of those packages. Yep. Pass two. That is uh, Brunstein. Out over the 40-yard line. That'll move the sticks first and 10. Up to the 44-yard line for IC. Brunstein had the 79-yard touchdown catch on the first play from scrimmage today. Put the Blue Boys up 7 up, And since then, 51 straight points by the Scott. And he's having a great day, really. Yeah. I mean, that's get 122 yards and, and on two catches and a touchdown. Um, not a bad day's work whatsoever. Stats coming in. He he only had uh, he only had four catches coming in for 38 yards coming into today. So, yeah, he likes to get up for the scouts. That's for sure. I remember you you mentioning earlier that we mentioned his name a lot last year. Gain of five yards off the right side for the running back. For IC, that is uh, Bobby Nelson. A gain of five makes it second and five. We kind of like the way he was running the ball there in the second quarter. Um, Bobby Nelson's yeah, good yardage together. Nelson again this time. Oh, no, he pulled it oh, out. He pulled it out. Hanauer, nice fake there. Doing some righty Federer things. And it's uh, inside Scott's territory down to the 41-yard line. So another first down for the Blue Boys. That'll keep the clock moving. Rain coming straight down here. Not kind of a surprise up to this point. Uh, he's got 14 carries on the year and two, and two yards. Yeah, just not a lot of great offensive stats for the uh, the Blue Boys here through the first two ball games, and one of them was a win. And Hanauer is going to be tackled in the backfield. Tomoski, Thomas Tomoski. We haven't had a chance to say his name no, a whole yeah. lot today, but his mom was in the uh, store today as well, and and uh, got the chance to meet her and proud mom that she is here on Parents Weekend. Sorry, that was, I'm sorry, it's Hunter Davina from Galesburg, 44. I was okay. thinking 52 is Tomoski, and now a man down for 
Illinois College, and the rain is really starting to and come down now. And shocked the whole jigs right again. It's raining a lot. I see a lot of dry pavement. Yeah. Not now. Not now. It is uh, it's pouring down pretty good. Uh, is that hand hour? Is that 10? That Eight. might be. Oh, hand hour is 9. I'm sorry. That's uh, number 10. Nice and brown. Yeah. Hand hour. Boy, that two deeps are all jacked up here. Um. Well, you don't want to see that if that is the case. Not a game like this. Yep, he's getting up slowly. No, it's been Bryson Brown. Why have I been saying Hanauer? they got Hanauer's listed as number one, but Bryson Brown is number 10, and they actually got it in the stats, too, now okay. that I noticed. So it has been Bryson Brown today, not Hanauer. They had Hanauer listed as a starter today. Yeah, sorry, folks. Yeah, so it's been Bryson Brown. It's had me fooled the entire time. He's a freshman, 6'5", 175, St. Louis, Missouri. I'm not even bringing the two deeps to the games anymore. That's it. We're not looking at them anymore. Let's throw them in the pile. Let's <laughs> throw them in the pile. But Hunter Davina was the... Uh, now we have a new quarterback. Yeah. One. Now it is uh, Andrew Gall. Andrew Gall. Texas. Gall straight ahead. Uh, Gibbs straight ahead to Colin uh, Dubois from Auburn, Illinois. Auburn, it's a good football, good high school football program. Yeah, they do really well in the playoffs. Forty-one yard line to be third and ten. No gain there for. Well, the Blue Boys. First and ten from the Scots forty-one. At quarterback, or sure is Andrew Gall this time. Gall throws it out. Two smalls, and this is it. It was a forward pass. Both uh, both teams chasing the errant ball, but it was a forward pass, so it's incomplete. It'll be fourth down now. Come on, smalls! Right? Come on, you're <laughs> killing me, smalls. Killing me, smalls. Four eighteen to go, third quarter. Scott's up fifty-one to seven. More importantly, because we wanted to catch it, so therefore the clock continues. <laughs> right. I think everybody in, in the stadium wants him to catch. Football probably on both sides at yes, this point in a fifty one to seven game. Here's a fourth down play once again. Back to pass is goal under pressure, moves out to his left, still moving, pulls up, throws it down the field. High pass down the field into a bunch of coverage, and I think he came down with it. That's a great catch by Illinois College. That's a great catch down there inside the five. It's gonna be first and goal to go. Is that Brunstein again? No, that's number eighty three. Okay. It just man, I took it for granted. Gordon Bethany, a great catch by Frontstein. First and goal to go. That he just uh, goal just threw that one up. That was a deep throw inside the five. Players from both teams going up for it. And now bad snap picked up by Smalls, and he'll just fall on it. Smalls is like, thirteen. Yeah, come on, guys. Somebody else recovered this. Yeah, not even gonna pick this up and run with him. Just falling on it. His negative run, just and, and unfortunately, it counts against him as a negative run, but. He's taken a couple for the team. He's kind of, kind of batted back to somebody else. <laughs> Ended up the other guy. <laughs> With 3.47 to go. Now it's second and goal to go, but at the 14-yard line now. And we're inside the five. Big loss on that. Fumbled by the Blue Boys. Goal takes the snap. Straight ahead to Smalls. Makes one man miss. Makes another man miss. And he, he yeah, is going to get that into the end. Well, that's a good run there by sure was. by Smalls. Trevor Smalls. It looked like that was going nowhere. Ended up getting in the end zone. He's, from about he's, 14 uh, yards out. He's a little bit of a bowling 
football type of uh, running back, and he definitely had um, pins bouncing off him right there for that touchdown. Good for him. I mean, he's had yeah. a tough day. He certainly has had a tough first half. Something to show for it, for sure. Along comes the place kicker for the uh, Blue Boys. That's Toby McTamney. Snaps good, holds good, kick is up, and it's good as well. 14 now for the Blue Boys. They trail the Scouts 51-14 to with 3.05 to go third quarter. We'll be back in 30 seconds here on AM 1330, FM 94.1, WRAM, and RadioMama.com. Back here at April's Memorial Stadium, a very wet April's Memorial Stadium. We look at the window and see this rain. Well, it looks like the rain has subsided at least a little bit. It's still coming down the Would you quit talking about the hard rain, Sean? We don't want to jinx, <laughs> jinx that again. <laughs> Blue Boys will be kicking off following the touchdown run. Nice touchdown run by Trevor Smalls. Now an onside kick. Still up grabs. It's going to roll out of bounds. It'll be behind the college football. But, boy, that's uh, that's actually good practice for both ball clubs, I think. You know, it's 51-14. to 14. It's, You're not going to win the ball game if you're IC, but you're working on that. And it gives the Scots a chance to work on their uh, onside kick coverage. Sure. And, um as we kind of talked about, Montpellier is getting other players some playing time, and you're, you're going to see second-string guys probably from here to, to the end of the game. Uh, why not? I uh, since we got some, definitely got some time to kill. We got 18 game minutes to kill at this point in a 37-point uh, ball game. The uh, I'm doing some more research on the the uh, Cousin Subs Bowl for the runner-up of the conference. It's going to be played at Wisconsin Lutheran in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. Have been to Wauwatosha, Wisconsin? No, there's a reason I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Pitch to Jalen Williams gets the left edge. He's close to first down yard. He's going to have about an eight nine yard gain. We'll see where they shove him out of bounds. That's really close. That's almost a ten yard gain. Let's see if they'll move the sticks. I think he's a little short. Boy, he's kind of he. You tell he has some electric. Uh, yeah. To him, he. <laughs> You talked about the fearlessness of uh, of, of uh, Nate Graham last year returning kicks. Jalen's kind of got the same look to him right now. He sure does. And when he got the ball, boy, he turned he turned it up another notch and got around the end and got ten yards to stay for it. They did give him a first down, so ten yard gain at the boy forty one of the Scots. Straight ahead, McCabe Brooks inside the forty, still on his feet, still. Still Bonka. churning those yards. Bonka. Right? Oh, they're going to call him forward progress at 38. He's laying at 37. Come on. Give him that extra yard. He fought for it. <laughs> I'm not sure he's still down. He's laying on just a pile of people. It'll be third, second and seven from the 38-yard line for the Scots. This one well in hand. They're going to go into the bye week, barring something crazy here. And I guess I shouldn't say that. There's still over a quarter to go. There's still a couple hours left to football to play here. Boy, this one's been going. <laughs> Although Mom College is doing the fake plays here, handing off and these little jet sweep. And there is Damn. Williams. No, that's not uh, number six. That's uh, Marcus Albert from Springfield Southeast, the junior running back. And he gets out of bounds. Oh, no, he's still going to run the clock, though. Call forward progress. Before he got out of bounds, or however they do that now, it'll be third and five from the 36-yard line for the Scots. 
you know, again, we're going to the, the uh, bye week at 2-1 and one and actually going in with some pretty good momentum coming out of the bye week. We'll take a look at that as well. A little screen pass out to Albers at 40, 35. He's going to be short, just a couple-yard gain. And it's going to be fourth and three. So we're going to see Addison Fletcher out here. Or are you in four down? No. Are you going to be in four down territory here? Yeah, just one punt. punt. Yeah, Yeah, just one punt from from, uh, Fletcher. And he's going to run it, the clock down. And really nothing against Addison, but it's good not seeing him. No, (laughs) he'd probably say the same thing. We're doing well if I'm not out there. They're going to get the line of scrimmage here on fourth and three. Five, Five seconds left on the play clock. Down to three, two, snap, dash to Summers. Summers out to his right. Intended receiver was Jackson Berger, and it's going to be incomplete. As the uh, Blue Boys uh, celebrate the uh, stop, because <laughs> stop, they haven't had too many of them here since early, early in the ballgame. It's kind of hard to coach to it. It's kind of hard to play to it when you're down that many scores and you're celebrating uh, really a moral victory um, on the defensive side, right D. But uh, you also got to look at the scoreboard. If you're on college, you're kind of like, yeah, well, look at the scoreboard. Yeah, scoreboard, scoreboard. What are you cheering about? <laughs> it's a tough position, it really is. It is. It is. If you're the Scots, you you want to you want to eat the clock. You you, you, know, you you fight the urge to work on things yourself. Thirty-four yard line, Blue Boys ball after the stop, and the quarterback off the keeper, the uh, play action keeper, and. Andrew Gall goes down a couple yards behind the line of scrimmage. It'll be second 12. That should take us to the end of the third quarter. I wonder if Bryson's day is done for IC. I imagine it is. And with the score the way it is, you're probably just saying, you know what, we'll wait till next week to see what you can do. And right there is the end of the third quarter. With one quarter left to play, it is the Monmouth College Fighting Scots 51, the only college blue boys 14. We'll be back in 30 seconds here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WRAM. Back here at April's Orange Memorial Stadium with uh, the fourth quarter. First play for Fumble underway. Fumble on the play, but Gall picks it up and loses a bunch more yards back to the 23-yard line. Let's say forward progress is. It will be a host of defensive time. Yeah, I don't play. even know where to start with that one. Just a whole bunch of red shirts in the backfield of IC on that one. Uh, Hunter Devena, Rick Ellsberg. Rick Reed uh, just texted us because we've done a game or two with him in, yeah. in the past. You guys don't sound good without me. That's our record. We've grown a lot. Yeah, we'll get together for a game this winter for sure. Incomplete pass will be fourth and 15. Is all now starting to direct traffic there. You're supposed to go here. You're supposed to go there. Wrong route maybe by the receiver. Fourth and 15. Uh, speaking of the uh, the recruit, the Knox, he's the head coach, head baseball coach at uh, Knoxville. Of course, you're the head coach at Abingdon Avon. So you see each other a couple times a year in uh, competition, yeah. and uh, and also a longtime friends. Uh, United in Knoxville last night. United had a twenty to twelve lead on the Blue Bolts at halftime last night. I did twenty to twelve lead at halftime, and then and then got a touchdown late to get twenty eight. But Knoxville, I think they kind of woke the sleeping giant there. And that was without Wilson. Yes, that's without Wilson. Old McMillan last night, the quarterback had a nice game. Kickoff, or excuse me, kickoff punt by IC takes a Blue Boy bounce back to the forty. Two-yard line is probably where they'll put that football down. So it'll be Scott's football with 14:08 to go 
51 to 14 lead. Yeah, it was a good ball game there in the first half, and and uh, Knoxville just come out and had a really nice second half. But uh, we were getting updates at my mom and Roseville game last night. And like, oh, good for good for Coach Milroy taking a eight point lead at the half without your starting quarterback that's that you started the year with. That's pretty good coaching there. Yeah. Scott's offense back out on the field. And neither team saw the right. I see Wade in here. <laughs> yeah, they had Mama thrown off. Everybody lining up on the wrong side with the fourth quarter just underway. First and ten as the rain is picked up again. Of course, Scott's have the football now. It's almost a fumbled exchange between Ashton Summers and Marcus Albers, but Albers gains control and gets back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be second and ten. It's easy to kind of lose handle of that football today. I'm sure it's pretty slick right now. Scott's taking as much time as they can here, trying to get out of this one with the rain falling. Hasn't been the Scott's game yet. Not a Scott's game yet that we haven't had. Three for three. three. Yep, three for three with the rainfall during the ball game. Luckily, it's all on turf, being at the college level. In motion is Jalen Williams. He's going to take the jet sweep. Oh, there's a flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flag's going to come back. It only gets back to the line of scrimmage anyway. Can't do the crack back blocks anymore. Yeah, that was a quick flag, and a whole bunch of them flew out there. At least two of them seeing laying there on the field. Back when you and I played, you know, we could. You can do that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the backyard for me. I oh. never got on a football field. Okay, well, you can five, do that crack. Five, six, 100 pounds. I'll tell you place, this, uh, as a quarterback. I stretch five, six, 100 pounds. <laughs> if, if it was a crack back play, I would hand off, or uh, fake the hand off, make the quick pitch, and I would just stand and watch. <laughs> the end, take out their linebacker or whatever. <laughs> Get a good view of it. I got a great view of it, and, of course, Coach Whiteman would always be, and Coach Larson would be barking at me about not carrying out my fake. I'm like, well, you're telling me, you're, telling me you're not watching those crack I got popcorn, man. There's a reason we're running the play, right? 15-yard penalty takes it back to the 27-yard line, so that is the first Farpignugan for the Scots today, second and 27, or second and 25, so second and 25 from the 27. Ashton Summers in at quarterback. 13 minutes left, fourth quarter. Scott's lead 51-14. to 14. And nowhere to go for Albers there either. Yeah, the yeah. running game is, uh, I don't know, if I can't tell just sure. by looking here real quick if the IT side the starters in or not, but I know the Scots probably have some backups in there now. Should have been a kick-out block of some sort over here, but Albers didn't get a chance. <laughs> I don't know. There should have been a kick-out block of some sort over here. The defensive end and the tackle are both there to make the play. We'll uh We'll have to throw a headset on uh, Rick Reed one of these Saturdays. I know he's a busy guy. I know he's got a lot going on. We'll maybe throw a headset on Rick one of these. He doesn't have anything that. going on. <laughs> he's still taking care of the baseball field. Oh, that figures. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, those yeah baseball, he's busy enough. Those baseball coaching guys, they, they don't <laughs> let the baseball field get, get away from them. <laughs> and another run by Albers goes nowhere. So it's the fourth down. Might be our – yeah, Addison Fletcher going out. and He's at the, he's at the area of the field now where he can really get into one to help his average. Got a pretty good average anyway. One of the uh, top one of the top hunters in the Midwest. I've seen some publication, I think we've talked about it before, I've seen a publication in the preseason that had him on the top ten list and not just the Midwest conference. I mean I'm talking like whole Midwest. Well he was averaging forty uh point eight yards a, a kick after 
after week one. And he hasn't had ideal weather to no. punt in. Ooh. Did that one <laughs> he did. He heard the big... Wow, that's all the way back to the 25-yard line. It's going to oh. oh, be picked up at the 10. Oh, it's going to kill his average. But, wow, what a boot. I don't know if you folks could hear it, but the crowd after that kick, and you rarely hear an excitement on a punt, but the crowd was like, whoa. Well, you see Coach Braun um, doing a high 10 on that one, too, when he came off the, off the field. That ball of smoke. Let's see what they've got that uh, – See what they got that punt officially at. Once they uh, get the live stats updated here, because that was a boomer. If he wouldn't let it roll, it probably would have went in the end zone. I think there's like 58 net. Oh my gosh, 64 yard punt oh. by Addison Fletcher, and then the uh, seven yard return. So yeah, 57 yard net. That'll help his net too. And Gall takes off running up the middle after the 20 yard line. Poor guy, Gall. Yeah, he, he turtled. He turtled up. He did quick turtle up quick, and then you see the offensive lineman strike. He just watched him get tackled. That's not a good recipe for any type of offense. Four-yard game by Gall makes the second six. But there was a positive gain on that one, so IC's going to take that, I guess. Under 11 minutes to go now. 10:55 exactly. Clock moving. 51 to 14. Scott's 37-point lead. And around the right end is Gall. No. Colin DeBoy. Colin DeBoy. Not quite the first down yardage yet. And the other number four, I'll let you say that name. <laughs> we ever call that. Chooks? Chooks? Wa'akolo. Yeah. Wa'akolo. Chooks Wa'akolo, defensive back. Atlanta, one. Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Third and three for the Blue Boys. Gall back to pass. And ducks under a tackle, throws it down the middle of the field. He's got his man and drops at the 45-yard line. Tried to make an adjustment to come back and get it. But uh, K.J. Corley couldn't quite make the necessary adjustment. It's going to be incomplete. But, man, that was a nice move. A flag in the backfield. Is that going to be roughing? I think it's going to be holding. Or a hold. Holding it. There you go. Sure is. Holding on the Blue Boys. The Scots declined that. Make it fourth and three. Or do you take it? Oh, second down. Okay. Yeah, I guess that was second down. Second down. Right. Right. So it will be third and 13. Well, the blue boys, yeah, definitely you take it down. I was thinking that was a third down play before they got started. All in at quarterback for the Blue Boys. We're sure of that. I know we were we were uh, talking about Jack Henhauer for quite a while. It's been Bryce Brown. It's two deeps. Gall takes the snap. Third and thirteen. Quickly and over the head of his uh, running back out in the left flat. That was a uh, <laughs> look at number seven here, wide open downfield and. Yeah, Brunstein said, boy, and very rarely do you see him wide open, but that, that thing was designed to go left, and that's where exactly where Gall was going with it, man. Yeah, if he would have looked left and thrown as far as he could throw it down the middle of the field, it would have been another Brunstein touchdown, that's for sure. Fourth and 13, so on comes the punt team. We get a chance to watch Jalen Williams again. He's standing at midfield of the Scots, return team. High punt, or high snap punt. 
And he's not getting a chance to return it. Off uh, out of bounds, not much past the 40. Oh, yeah, they're all the way back into the 35, 35-yard line. So only about a what, about less than a 20-yard punt there, about a 20-yard punt. Yeah, I wonder what uh, the actual uh, Montecoli's starting field position is in this game. It's That's a be, good question because it's been good all day. It's got to be, as far as the, and the net number, has got to be in IC territory most most of the game. 10.07 to go here. 51-14, to 14, Monmouth leading Illinois College. The only time I recall it being deep in to Monmouth College ter- uh, territory was a few plays later with Riley running down the middle of the field for about a 60-yard gain. Um, they're back in IC territory, so it wasn't very long there in Monmouth College territory. No, the, the Scott's defense has gotten off the field very nicely today on third down. The pitch the to Jalen Williams. I hold flag on the play. It's not Jalen Williams. Is that Albers? That's Albers. That's Albers, yep. Oh, chop block. Chop block on the Scots. <laughs> <laughs> you see two offensive guys throw their hands in the air. No. me? No. <laughs> Some proud parents sitting in the stands. That's, that's my boy that's right there. Boy that's right my there. boy. That's the one. He's the one with chop block. Showing all that emotion. <laughs> That takes it all the whole way back out to midfield. So it is, yeah, chop line. That's a 15 yarder. Ooh, yeah. Maybe first and 25 at midfield. Well, that'll help eat some clock, maybe, with 9.56 to go. So, so yeah, I'm going to say, we'll talk about the, uh, the wet stuff. I'm going to say the word first and 25. Snap back to Summers. Gives straight ahead to McCabe Brooks into Blue Boy territory, just about a yard gain, so it'll be second and 24. Yeah, the uh, the good feeling we had about the running game in the first half has kind of dissipated during the second half, but it's whole new personnel. Yeah, there's a whole new personnel, and, and they're all running strong side. They're, again, they run to the tight end side there. I think probably the majority of these plays they have, and anything else they've done is kind of just a safe jet sweep or even a really kind of a jet path, I guess you'd call it. Um, that's all Mom's College is down. They haven't opened the playbook by any means. Second and 24. Summers to get into Brooks. And nowhere there. And he'll lose a yard back to midfield and maybe lost a couple there. I will give Brooks credit. He, he's probably a little frustrated with, with the way there's no holes out there. And like you said, there's there's makeshift lineup in there right now, and Brooks is, Brooks is like, you know what, my my job is to make sure that clock keeps running, not not turn the football over, right? Like a the Larry Zonka we called in there in week one, like uh, a starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. Sometimes you just got to eat some innings, yep, man. Yep. Sometimes you just got to eat some innings, even if it's not going well. Brooks this time trying to pick his way into a hole, and he's got a couple yards. Down to the 48-yard line. That'll bring up a fourth and 23. And right. out will come Fletcher, and he's like, oh, somebody false start here. Somebody false start. Yeah, so I, I can get my leg in the I can really move the other one. Or just take a delay of the game. Yeah. There you go. Act like uh, – Just act like you 
can't quite get the snap off. Well, yeah, if he gets to the end zone, it's a 48 yard. Yeah, they kick to the end zone, he'll take 48. And actually, the, the, what the bad idea is kick to the end zone for 10. Although, that I 20 on your uh, stat sheet looks pretty good, too. Yeah. It's definitely uh, some garbage time here. You got guys running on the field. There's your delay of the game. Yeah, there's how he's going to get five more. Look at that. Look at that. All because of a substitution <laughs> problem there with Mom's College. He's going to get Addy uh, maybe five more yards on his average here. Yeah, he's kind of happy about it. In a 51 to 14 game, he's going to be happy about that. Take another one. Yeah. <laughs> Some guy running off. From the 47 yard line, Fletcher. And missed that one. And missed that one. That was more of a soccer style kick again. It's going to hit and take an icy bounce. That's going to be even worse at the 35-yard line. Oh, man. That didn't help his average none at all. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know why they have Patty doing the soccer style thing. I really don't. He, he can get a leg into it. Just, just, just a straight, just yeah. straight punt. Yeah. Just straight punt. Don't let really it be a fancy. So the Blue Boys at the 35, their own 35-yard line. See if they can pick up a first down. Been a while since either either football team's had a first down. Trading punts this whole fourth quarter. And the mix-up of the backfield, but Gull avoids the tackler, dumps it off. Brett Farve, Brett Farve, little little forward chest pass there for you basketball fans. To uh, that is Blankard, or Blaine, Blaine Cart, Chase Blaine Cart. I said Brett Favre, and there's probably listeners out there going, who is that? <laughs> yeah, so we, are we at Holmes? Yes, are we at Holmes? There, that's that. Holmes pass there. There you go, kind of a Josh Allen type like flip thing. Then the folks would understand. God, are we getting sold to even reference <laughs> Brett Favre? Yeah, I know. Goodness. There's Nelson. Bobby Nelson gets a nice carry. Near midfield. And a first down. That's the first one we've seen from either team for a while. <laughs> the umpiring ref is, white hat referee, has got his arm in motion, getting that clock going every time I turn around. <laughs> that was six Usually they ago. wait for the first down, right? They stop the <laughs> clock, but he was motioning to get that going. The high snap brought in by Gull. Well, there's a pitch. Was an interception. Right past the big tight end there into the into the grasp of... Because an RPO without the option. Because <laughs> the tight end was not looking for the footballer. Who got the pick there? 39. Zane Beebe. Defensive back from Davenport North. Just a sophomore. Beebe gets his first. Beebe's looking for the dunk rim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, how come I can't... Uh, if I turn over dunk here. For those of I you, yeah, I was too. I, I'm sure you're right. Coach Brown probably put an end to that. But they had a dunk rim on a turnover, and that was the first play of the game, wasn't it? And Warburg game, yeah. yeah, maybe. Michael Ward returned the uh, interception and came over here and dunked on the dunk rim on the track. But I'm guessing that wasn't cleared by the uh, coaching staff before it happened. How they got it to the sidelines, all other issue problem. As a coach, I know I'm a fun <laughs> hater on some of that stuff, too, but as a guy that's watching the game... They're doing it all over yeah. college. got to enjoy yeah. that. They're yeah. doing it all over college with the turnover chains, and the, they, there's a couple teams that got the basketball hoops on the side. Call me old school on this one, though. I do not like when they run to the cameras 
in the NFL. They, they, make they, it about they that. run 75 yards down the field to yeah. look at the We're supposed to let the guys the game, the yeah, we're supposed to speed up the game. And, yeah, that's making it about you more so than the team. And doing I'm on board like totally with that. Doing the dunk ring or stuff, that kind of stuff or putting the, the chain on the guy that just picked it off or got a turnover. I think that's, that's, that's good stuff. Four-yard gain for McCade Brooks. Makes it second and six. This time, Albers is going to get the carry. Might have been Albers the first time around. We're just trying to, at this point, tell stories and kill time with five minutes to go in a 37-point game. You think Brooks said, hey, Albers, it's your turn to go off. <laughs> yeah, once you go, yeah. You give it a shot. Yeah. I had more holes than Foul Fulton. That's what Brooks is saying right now. Third and six for the Scots. After, and, then, uh, and that's not a shot at the offensive linemen that are in there right now for you parents and listeners. It's more of uh, she knows what you're going to do. Yeah, they're, they're exactly. Not, yep. They got they're, 11 they're in the box. Stuff in the box, man. And the water boy and the assistant coaches are in the box right now. Albert straight ahead makes the first man miss, makes the second man miss, and he might have a first, first down here. Nice run by Marcus Albers. Yeah, I think he's got it. And I was getting it. ready to say that. If if he gets by the first run of guys, he's going to have some running room. Yeah, he got a, got a man down for uh, the Blue Boy, which is what you don't want to see with four and a half minutes left. We got a blowout here. But. Yeah, he looks like he just landed on his shoulder wrong. Probably a little stinger. You don't want to expand on that injury. But yeah, he came off. Yeah, he ran off. Had one of those before. Does do not feel good. That was scary. Pepperoni's Pizza first down. We haven't said that in a while. Casual pizzeria chains serving wings and New York-style pies, including vegan and gluten-free options. Pepperoni's Pizza sponsoring our first downs. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Bringing you high school and college sports. 48-yard line of the Blue Boys. First and 10 with 4-12 to go. This should be able to get it. Should be able to get this under two minutes, I would think, or pretty darn close. In 51-14, that's all we want right yeah. now is to get this. Both sides. This game over with and start working on next week or two Albers. That play my I think was designed to go around in and then Albert said, nah, I see a little crease here, I'm gonna jet north. Refusing to go down like that. No, oh, yeah. I'd like to see him keep that live. See what he would have done. He gotta bounce it off a few tackles. Stay forward in progress was stopped at the forty six yard line, so gain of two for Marcus. Taking all the time off the clock that they can. Scott's going to go into the bye week at 2-1. They've got to be feeling pretty good. They played really well at, at Cornell last week in some bad conditions and played really well in the first half under good conditions here. Well, and, and you got to have a little, little plus on the running game. You know, that, that, yep. that's one thing. Definitely took a step forward, for sure. Albers, and that's going to be a, going to be a flag on something here. Albers gets back to the line of scrimmage, and that's about it around the right side, on the right end. That's kind of an odd place to throw on there. Yeah, I don't know if it, but yeah, I think I'm holding on. Yeah, 23. I was going to guess that's probably who it was on. Josh Salter from Springfield, Jr. And the other part about refereeing right now, keep it in. <laughs> I mean, they're out there playing. I get it. There's 22 guys out there trying to impress, impress a coach, but there's a clock that <laughs> needs to be continue to run. You call him a holding call with three minutes left in a 51-14 game. does not help anybody out that wants to be out of here by now, especially on family weekend. Summers now with a out of the shotgun and a back behind him. He's looking at the play clock. 
behind his shoulder there. Let's see how well that is. We got one on that end of the field, too. There's Albert. He's got some room to run. He makes just one, two guys miss, and down to the 40-yard line. So it'll be fourth and two. I think you go for it here with 37. I think you do. Yeah, it doesn't do your uh, doesn't do your kicking game too much good at this point. I mean, it's too far for a field goal, and you're not going to help. You're not going to help uh, Fletcher's stats at all <laughs> by by kicking from here. This is not a situation where you probably go. You know, pun it at any other point in the season anyway, so you're going to be working on pinning them deep from here. That's the only thing I could see is maybe let, let Madison Fletcher work on pinning, pinning them deep, but they're going to go for it on fourth and three. You get a first down here in your victory formation yep. the next time. and There's Albers straight ahead inside the 40. No, only about a yard short. So. Illinois College will take over with a minute 53 to go. They're probably not going to get too fancy either. I wouldn't think. Fifty-one to fourteen, and it's been uh, been that for a while. There's been a whole lot of scoring here in the second. What was it? Forty-one to forty-one to seven at the half. So ten-seven. Scott still in the second half. Ten-seven. For those of you with any kind of uh, financial gains on uh, picking <laughs> picking the second half spread. <laughs> and shame on you if you did in this particular game. Uh, you are really in game degenerate comes into my mind actually when I hear that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yourself, bud. And now the ball's loose. It looks like Ice has gotten back on it. I think Andrew Gold just got lit up. I can't tell who the defensive end was there. But I know the the sincere Brent, and we we said his name I think a couple times in the opening week against Warburg. Sincere Brent for the Scots. Got a piece of that. A little bit there. Second and 15 now with a minute 20 to go. And off the left side. A little bit of room to run. 40 by 45. Yeah, let's say forward progress. Don't stop the clock. Don't stop the clock. There they go. Carlin Dubois. Short of the first down by a couple yards. Third and two. Right at one minute left. Actually, it hasn't been the loop. One o'clock kickoff only is like two hours and 40 minutes. It that just, first quarter really, yet yeah, ruined any time, time on we were trying to break. But Gall will keep, and I think he's got first, first down. down at the midfield. So now, with 45 seconds left, are you at a point where I see we'll just take a couple of knees? Or I don't think so. I think so either. Kind of doing a hurry up. Yeah. And... But you're not, you certainly won't throw the ball. Maybe you got trips right. Andrew Gall trying to impress the coaching staff. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mind that. Straight ahead. Room to run. Into the open field. Bobby Nelson. 25-20-15-10. Going to be taken out of bounds. So no touchdown for IC at least yet. But I was calling the boy. Calling the boy. Yeah. 24 is Bobby Nelson, I believe we were calling earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now the uh, Scots want to keep him out of the end zone. The sideline's all fired up. They want to. They want the defense to keep him out of the end zone here with 22.6 seconds. First and goal from the four. 51 to 14. The flag on the play. What is the flag for? I don't know. Many guys on the field. Yeah. 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 Good call. Good catch. 12. There might have been 13. <laughs> Two guys that ran off the field. <laughs> 
So that'll back it up to the 14-yard line, first and goal to go. No, the nine-yard nine line, first and goal to go. And the, the sideline for the Scots is really up. They want to see, they want to see the defense, the, the second-string defense, really show some some oh, yeah, And Nelson's going to ruin it. Bobby Nelson gets in from nine yards out for the touchdown, 51-20. to 20 is your uh, score now with 16.8 seconds. Yeah, I don't I don't why uh, would you go for two here? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I don't blame I see at all for for no, doing for no, going here no, and I don't no. think anybody on the mama sideline thinks it's cheap either. Technically you could have taken a knee and gotten this thing done, but you know, hey, I don't I don't have an issue with this at all. Not not one I would have we're talking about a very, uh, successful coach at I C and he's done some good things throughout the years and He's not going to tell the team he's going to quit. I, they don't want that from their leader, that's for sure. Nelson, let me stop on the two-pointer. Thrown down by a couple of uh, scouts in there. One of those that I can see for sure is uh, is uh, Seth Johnson from uh, Robo Williamsfield. Seth Johnson gets a piece of that uh, two-point stop. That boy, Oneida's Seth yeah. Johnson. Now we got a kickoff return. Now I'm sure everybody's wondering who's going to be out there for this. I'm looking around the sidelines. Everybody's just kind of looking around. Yeah, and <laughs> I would going not out for this. Not onside kick this. I don't. No, that, 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 that I would that have an issue with. Yeah, that one I think you just get on that. I would have. Yes, I, I agree. That one I would have an issue with. With uh, 51 to 20, the two point conversion was no good. And there's that four letter word ring again coming out. There it is. Yeah, the uh, umbrellas have popped back out. More importantly, why you do not want to onside kick this. The Scots are at least setting up for one, just in case. You never know. They did onside. He's going to onside kick it. He's lining up here with an onside kick. Yeah, we're working on onside Yeah, and that's good for the Scots. I don't mind them seeing this either. Because you're going to have some close ones here. Oh, this one is I just don't want some bird run or... No, right. See, somebody hurt. reaching up for maybe a high bounce, and then somebody just takes you out. All right, 16.8 seconds. Onside kick formation for both both teams. There it is, high bounce. Bergren's going to come down with it, and again, like you said, he got just, just rolled by three different... Uh, Three different blue boys. That's about exactly what you were afraid of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor Jack, but he's out. But getting some pats on the helmet, gets the ball to the official. <laughs> he just got rolled by about three blue boys. But it wasn't a hard. He just kind of he jumped up and kind of got his legs taken out from under him a little bit. It wasn't yeah. anything deep, you know, malicious or anything. But What's, uh, what's the chance going on out there now? Roll Scots. Roll Scots. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I couldn't quite hear what the headset on. But Roll Scots chant going on the uh, sidelines and getting up into the uh, sparse ble- uh, people in the bleachers right now. <laughs> you can almost count the umbrellas. What's going on here? Uh, oh, we got a timeout taken with 14 seconds. Are they going to re-kick? Oh, they got to re-kick it. Well, what happened here? Uh, Maybe offsides or something? Oh, you got to be kidding me! Well, the, the Scott sideline is kind of shaking their head, and the official even kind of got kind of got a laugh out of it. Honestly, don't you look the other way if you're the referee there? Yes, I don't even know what the penalty was, but whatever it is, you look the other way. 
he's getting paid on commission of how many flags he throws in the game. Maybe that's what it is. I've done some, uh, I've done some Mama Roseville games, so they would have been very highly paid officials if that was the case because the first two weeks was brutal with flags. You don't get paid by the mile anymore. You get paid by the flag. Coach Brown is a little aggravated on the sidelines. He wants some. Uh, wants his proper team in there. Now they called Jalen Williams over. Now they kicked him out of the huddle. But all kinds of things going on here with 14 seconds left. Both teams just want to be done. Well, I thought, but I don't know if that's. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I. The kickoff team, kickoff coverage team is back out, but and Berger is back out. I didn't know if Jackson would be back out there. I'm so excited about this. He he's got that look in his eyes, wiping his hands on his pants. <laughs> he just wants to be done. He just looked at Thornton and said, "You catch it. <laughs> I'm just going to tap this one. Just up in the air, I'm just tapping it. Okay, you catch this one, Thornton. <laughs> so we're going to get another onside kick here with 14 seconds. Still didn't get what the penalty was. It had to have been an offside. It had to be Mama's offside. Yeah. Right. Because they're kicking from the 40 now instead of the 35. All right. What do we got here? Another onside. Oh, and then a little pooch kick between oh, the deep man flag. and Thornton will pick it up and then fall on it. Isn't there another flag? Why is there another flag? There was another flag. Somebody tie these referees' hands on their back. Yeah, I think that must be a penalty that you can tack on to the end because they're walking down. Even when the official with the yeah. flag is walking down. Play offsides on IC. And yeah, Scott's will just take it where they're at. They'll take a knee and finally get, get this one uh, official. <laughs> of course, the council was offsides on IC. Your mama fellas, you say, hey, <laughs> I'm going to run a street route here. Yep. Yeah. Then a fake the knee. Now they're, they're a fake the knee. Victory formation. You know, run that little Kenny Pickett action at him. Twelve point four. Yeah, it was just one. Although Blue Boys do have three timeouts. Oh, it's, <laughs> that's the case. <laughs> we're going right to the, if we call the timeout. We're going right to the post game show. <laughs> there it is. There's the knee. And uh, Nate Thornton gets to take the knee. Is that Nate? Yeah, Nate gets to take the knee. And that's it. Finally, it's in the books. 51-20. to 20, The Scouts go to 2-1 and one overall, 2-0 and oh in the Midwest Conference. The Blue Boys fall to 1-2 uh, on the season, another 0-2 in the Midwest Conference. And make sure everybody gets through the line in good shape here. And uh, there's not even lines. It's just like one... A big blur, mass blur of red yeah. and white, yeah. They're trying to get into a couple lines there, and they're just kind of meeting and shaking hands. All right, 5120, your final. We'll come back with a uh, post-game show. We'll get the stats from the fantastic uh, sports information crew here at the college, and we'll be back in three minutes. Back here at April Hill Memorial Stadium as the happy and wet Palmas College Fighting Scots fans are filing out of the uh, of the facility here on Parents Weekend. Probably enjoying a nice meal with uh, whether it be a player or somebody that goes to college. It's always a good weekend on, on uh, Parents Weekend. Yeah, and like I told you at the store, there was a lot of people that came in for this weekend, being a family weekend, and I'm talking out of state folks coming no. in, and some of the some of which they probably haven't 
haven't been around this campus since probably when they come here for a visit, even uh, with the Florida folks and, and Texas. Um, there's been a sort of people, which uh, hats off to them for showing up here. And, and I even have one uh, family came in and they said, I didn't think it ever rained here. It's been rained the last three weekends that we've had football games. It's, like, it's been like Seattle, Washington. <laughs> Seattle, Washington, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good correlation there with Seattle, Washington. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's uh, a great weekend. I know uh, when I was going to school here, it was always a good weekend to have uh, meeting the various parents of not yeah. only the players I played with, but some of the football guys that I watched play and and get to meet those parents, and, and they have fun with the weekend as well. And, you know, who's kidding who? That's kind of a, you're out of the high school realm, and now you're in the college atmosphere, and and there's more stories I can brag about in the college uh, college uh, ranks when I was living those days than in <laughs> high school, right? That's right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, our oldest son went here, and family weekend was basically every Sunday for a crowd. Dude, just yeah. traveling across the campus and see him anyway. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was still kind of neat seeing, uh, like you said, meeting meeting the parents from, from uh, the guys he'd met at college that we didn't know. So it's a very special weekend. And it ended with a nice Scots win, 51-20 to 20 over at Illinois College. This post-game show sponsored by Larry's Collision Center. If you have collision damage repair, call Larry's Collision Center at 734-1949. Larry's Collision Center, professional auto body repair services drivers trust. So we get to the final stats. What's What uh, What do you see in there, Grant? Well, you know, we got uh, we talked about the keys of the game was rushing, and and you see a lot of net yards there this uh, this week. Um, Twelve carries for 87 yards for Devin Lawrence. Riley Federer had eight carries for 73 yards. Marcus Albers, 12. He had 12 tough carries at 24 yards. He and uh, both uh, Brooks had tough yards today because they I see knew they were going to run the football there. And then you had Baker who uh, just didn't take carries at 23 yards. So overall, the the blend of the offense was rushing today, and then you tell that that was kind of the scheme of what they were going to go in and do. Not in the mix in the out routes and the quick hitches coming back to the football. We saw that kind of play more of a factor in the first two or three, maybe four drives, and that was big for today's offense. Then you got Nate Gordon with seven catches for 91 yards today and a touchdown. Oh, home, I guess. And, you know, just <laughs> didn't think he did a whole lot, and there he is with the stat line, and that touchdown was a great run itself and a highlight film on ESPN. But Uraz getting him back in the lineup, three catches for 38 yards. Bishop, two catches, 35 yards. Saint, two catches, 20 yards. And we know we had other guys that caught the ball today just didn't show up here on the statue. And that was a look at your uh, final stats. And now we'll get to our uh, player of the game. Brought to you, our, our uh, final stats brought to you by country financial agent Ben Olson. Let Ben and the entire country team help you prepare for your future with insurance protection to achieve your financial goals. Now the player of the game brought to you by Clark and Glasgow Law Office, representing clients in a wide range of criminal defense matters. Visit ClarkandGlasgowLaw.com. Who's our player of the game? Well, you know, we talked to Vanessa during the week, right, Sean, that we were going to get more game balls. <laughs> yes, um, up. But I, I just got to give uh, two out today, and I, I think it's just because we were trying to establish the run. Devin Lawrence, uh, just after contact yard today, he had 12 carries for 87 yards, three touchdowns. I, I kind of forgot about him getting in the end zone three times. And for, for the most part, we haven't been in the end zone with a running back, to the, or we haven't been in the, in the end zone by a running back thus far this year. So getting him in the end zone three times was a nice thing to see. And then Riley Feather, 17 for 21, 236, two touchdowns through the air, one touchdown running. He was eight carries for 73 yards and a touchdown. So three he contributed with three touchdowns. So, so I'm going to give game balls to both those guys. 
And then the offensive line, I want to give them kind of a, a cupcake to this, I guess, because they did their job and, and created those holes for for the running game. I like it. I like uh, giving the uh, giving the offensive line a, a little love, especially today, because and like you said, the running game took a step forward today. For it's sure, it's for sure. sure. Yeah, it wasn't a step backwards. And last week we kind of got what we wanted through the air, so maybe that was the reason why we didn't run the ball last week as much. But uh, definitely, you can tell that there's strides being made on the running game. All right, now we'll take a look at some scores around the uh, around the league, which is uh, brought to you by Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life, member FDIC. Uh, we got a final from the University of Chicago and Beloit, 43-10. to 10. Chicago gets the win over Beloit. Uh, also, Lake Forest and Knox got a little bit later of a uh, of a start today, uh, two o'clock start, but it's already forty-one to seven Lake Forest in the third quarter in that one, and uh, couldn't quite come up with a Ripon College score uh, either for that one. But uh, Ripon is at Cornell College, and Cornell is uh, well one and one coming into this one, one and zero in the conference. So there was another special mention too. We were talking about that during the game. So wanted to give him yes props today. I mean, he made the extra points when he had to, made a couple field goals that were just points on the board, and, and now he obviously deflated. Um, I see going into half of that field goal right for half. So I want to give him special mention props, too. Um, it's hard to get a kicker to get him to get a game ball unless it's a game-winning shot, and then a 51-20 to 20 game certainly isn't going to get it necessarily because of hitting a game-winner, but he did his job today, too. The uh, Yeah, we had Nate Thornton. Conference Player of the Week on the offensive side last week. Uh, I think I think Cody Zelk's got a good shot at getting the special teams this week. He sure does. He, I mean, as a kicker, you can't get the yards right. You got to no, you got to hit your field goals and you got to hit your extra points, and that's what he did today. One of them was at a really tough angle for a right foot kicker on the right hash. And not to mention on the kick team, um, due to the fact he was kicking in that left corner all day long. Boomers. He kicked one out of bounds. Okay, well you had nine or ten to pick yep. on there. And he did his job today and pin an IC back. And really, you could kind of almost take a step forward and say, you know, he, he was a main contributor with put, pinning them deep. Our defense did their job and pushed them backwards and then the punt and, and whatever. We got the ball on their side of the field more than half half the game, more than half the possession. Well, that all equals a Monmouth College win, 51-20. to 20. They'll uh, take a... 2-1 overall record and a 2-0 record in the Midwest Conference into the break. So I'll see you in a couple weeks. This is Scott Scott after the break. It is uh, Lawrence University. Homecoming. Yeah, right here uh, right here at Monmouth College, April's Own Memorial Stadium of Homecoming. We had, well, we had the first night game was the opening week in, in uh, April's Own Memorial night Stadium. Morning. Night and morning. and Sunday morning as well, as it turned out. We had parents weekend this weekend. We got homecoming. We're never going to find a place to park around here. And if it rains on the first... <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do any more games. No, right? that's it. I'm not scheduling anything the rest of the day just in case. So we'll be back in two weeks with more Fighting Scouts football here on AM 1330, FM 94.1 WREM. I'm Sean Temple. Thanks to Brent Dugan for joining me today and also Dean Rogers for engineering our broadcast. This is uh, this has been Scouts Football 5120. Folks, we'll see you in two weeks.